Bam, we're live. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Good morning. Jessica, good morning. Jesus, jeez, 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 Louise. Good morning. Who has a bad back? God, my back is strong this morning. I didn't even realize it. I take it for granted when it feels good. I know you were talking to uh, Jeez Louise. Uh-oh. Echo. Better. Uh, yeah, I take it for granted when I wake up and my back feels good. What's wrong with Jeez Louise? Uh, my left posterior is all jacked. I have a dull sensation from my butt cheek to my knee. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Time for some toe spacers. Time for some toe spacers. Oh, I'm going to fuck you up today, Seth. I came prepared. You better brought your A game, dude. <laughs> Good morning. I got nothing. What's wrong with me? This show is supposed to be about you, but let's talk about me. What is wrong with me? Why do I have the abortion guy on? It cannot be good. Look at I bet you already got a ding from YouTube for saying that word. <laughs> Why do I keep this is this can't be good for ratings. No, all you have to do is you have to you have to praise it. If you if you celebrate child sacrifice, sorry, reproductive health care, um, <laughs> then 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 you're allowed to remain on uh, on big tech. You know, that's how it goes. I, I told myself, I'm like, I'm like, what? Why do I? So what inspired me to invite you back on is I just this argument you had was just amazing to this lady. You said. You were coming up for reasons why – I'm going to ruin it. I'm not going to do it as good as you. But you are like, hey, let's talk about reasons why uh, you would have an abortion. And you know, you're like, oh, because you want to go to law school and you're pregnant uh, because you can't afford the child uh, because the baby's got Down syndrome. And you're like basically going through the list. And then you're like, uh, but it, it's a girl. And the lady's like, no, no, you can't kill it because it's, it's, it's a girl. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this person drew the line on reasons why you couldn't couldn't kill a baby. And I was like, holy shit. That that's got to be the most powerful thing I've ever heard. You <laughs> well, mean every you, reason to kill a baby is okay, except for the fact if you wanted a boy and you and, and you're pregnant with a girl. And I was like, oh man. Oh, well, that's man. that's that's why I, you know that's why I appreciate you. I appreciate that you're willing to um, have good conversations and ask hard questions. And uh, while we you know while we're kind of all over the place, <clears throat> probably politically and and religiously. Um, I appreciate that, you know, you believe that there is truth and that uh, we can kind of know it to some extent. We actually have faculties of reason. <laughs> we have a rational nature. We're not just like like a lion or a tiger that just like indulges every desire we have in any moment. Uh, and we can think through and talk through these things. And, I, you know, I appreciate you being willing to ask those questions. But, yeah, it, it, so when you start rubbing up against um, liberal orthodoxy, <laughs> let's call it, um, then the, the as I like to say, that the liberal establishment begins to collapse in on itself, um, kind of like a dying star. When you start going after some of their creeds and sacraments, uh, it's hard for the position to maintain its own integrity is, is how I say it. So that's why I, I will ask questions um, that kind of poke at um, creeds that the, the leftist uh, totalitarian worldview or the liberal establishment really loves to try to reassert the self-evident nature of the pro-life position in the person's mind. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know which I don't know which clip you're talking about, but we had one. Girl I tried was... to find it. It's from it's from uh, months ago. You have so much great content on your Instagram. 
Well, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, there were, we were at one university recently, bro, and the the girl was like, "Well, I I disagree with using abortion as a form of birth control." She, she's like, and I said, "Why?" And she said, "Well, I just think it's I just think it's immoral or irresponsible." And I said, "Who are you to judge? The fetus has no right to her body, anyways." So it wouldn't matter why the mom got an abortion. If, if the thing in the womb, which they call fetus, which is the Latin word for offspring or small child. So it's actually not dehumanizing to call the baby in the womb a fetus. It just means offspring and small child. If, if the fetus is not a person and doesn't have a right to life, which is the pro-choice position. And like I told you last time, bro, I kind of sense that you're not really fully on board with the whole abortion industry's positions. But but you well, know. Well, the problem is, is I, I know how to position. think a little bit. I that's like right. I know how to think a little bit, so it's fucking with me. You know what I mean? That's like, right. Yeah, but know you know, you know that that's their position. Their position is the fetus has no right to life. No, their their position is not. It is. It is sometimes wrong to kill the unborn child. Their position is that um, there is no situation in which it's wrong to kill the unborn child. That that the mother's right to bodily autonomy always trumps the child's right to life. Right. Um, or, or that the child, ha if, if it has have a right to life, the mother's rights always trump that right. Uh, oh, but many times pro pro abortion people will just say, no, actually, the fetus has zero rights whatsoever because they'll say it's not a person, which I always say, well, that kind of makes you sound like an 1850s Democrat. But anyways, I digress. Not the first time Democrats have said an entire class of human beings weren't persons. <laughs> but but that is the language that they've used. They've said the the, the preborn is not a person. In the, in the way that we use that word in the Constitution. Hillary Clinton has said this for years, that the preborn is not a person. Roe v. Wade in 1973 said the term person as used in the Constitution does not include the unborn. So if that is their position, okay, and, and if that is correct, like let, let's grant them the benefit of the doubt, then any reason you kill them is okay. Any reason you kill them is okay because that they have no rights whatsoever. They're well, not they are one establishing of us. that is that has been established legally, not right. I mean, based well, in California, well, they're trying to make in California they're trying to make it so you could even kill the baby a uh, one right. week after it's out of the womb, and you can't question the parents on what happened to the baby. Right. So well, like, there that's are states that's by the way that's batshit crazy. But what I just said, in case anyone's wondering if that's true, that's hundred percent true. I think that's yeah, a Scott yeah. Weiner thing. Yeah, yeah, gosh, don't let me, don't get me started on him. But yeah, no, well, Newsom uh, last year, as you'll recall, uh, signed, uh, I think it was Prop 1, which codified abortion um, in through point of birth into the California state constitution. And then they had AB 2223, which you might recall, AB 2223, which, which had this word in it, perinatal which was really interesting, bro. So they, they were saying that, so this, what they, what they were doing is they were anticipating that Roe v. Wade would get overturned. Okay. So they were acting proactively. Um, and they had this whole future of abortion council. I covered it in my podcast at the time. It's called the California future of abortion council, right? Cause they're preparing future. What's the future of abortion predicting the Roe v. Wade getting overturned and Newsom and a bunch of abortion industry groups and leftist groups had built this like over 40, uh, I 40 numbered list of the kind of things they wanted to do legislatively and politically in California. Um, and so they began to implement these legislatively over the last year. And, and they're all coming from that California Future of Abortion Council list about a year and a half ago or more. 
Um, but one of those was AB 2223. And it said that that it would prevent investigations into the deaths of babies due to miscarriage, abortion, or perinatal death. Perinatal, P-E-R-I, and then natal, perinatal. And you, so you pause, right, bro? And you go, wait, what is, what is a, what's perinatal death? Um, when you look up the definition, and it, it can refer to a baby up to 28 days after birth, up to 28 days after birth. So the word perinatal, like perinatal treatment for the child or, or something, could refer to tr- the baby in the womb still at a gestational age of development or up to 28 days after birth. And so you scratch your head, bro, and you go, wait a second. Why do Democrats in California want to prevent investigations into the deaths of babies due to perinatal death when that could refer to infants already born? Right. (laughs) It's like, wait, you surely, surely, Democrats, you're not saying, see, there it is. Surely you're not saying that you want to arrange a legal situation in which infants can be murdered up to one month old and have zero ability for the authorities to look into how and why that happened. No, you, you're not that crazy. Well, the conservatives, you know, raised a, you know, a huge, uh, you know, terror and, and, and sound over this and they didn't take it out. They didn't take it out of the bill. So yeah, to your point, there's no limiting principle Maybe that's not the language you use, but there's no limiting principle to the pro-abortion position. They're now kind of admitting, interestingly, bro, think about this one. They're now kind of admitting what pro-lifers have always said. What what, what do pro-lifers say? There's no value-giving difference between the baby in the womb and the baby outside the womb that would make it okay to kill the baby in the womb. I'll say that one more time. There's no value-giving difference between children in the womb and children outside the womb that would make it okay to kill them in the womb. So there's no like there's no like magical line of development in in utero where you're like, well, 2 seconds before this line, it was obviously not a person, but now that they did cross this magical line, now it's a person. So so but now Democrats seem to be proving the pro-life principle correct, but instead of saying, well then we should protect both children in the womb and outside the womb they've actually flipped it and they said yeah pro lifers are right there's actually not really any meaningful differences between babies in the womb and babies outside the womb so let's kill them outside the womb too um, and this got, went back to Ralph Northam in Virginia do you remember this in 2019 before the scamdemic uh, Ralph Northam former governor of Virginia he went on a radio show and he was asked about his 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 um, one of his legislators bills his representatives bills her name was Kathy Tran and, and he, he was asked about her pro-abortion bill because it was going to codify abortion, like we we're talking about in California, bro, through point of birth into the state of Virginia. And there was this viral clip where this judge was asking Representative Kathy Tran from Virginia to, to, to answer the question, will your bill – and you, you can find this later. It was a pretty viral clip. Will your bill – allow abortion through point of birth. And she wouldn't answer the question. Oh, yeah. And judge, I've seen, yeah. And, yeah. And this judge was like, okay, let me speak clearly. Um, she's dilating. He like built out the scenario. This woman's dilating. Uh, it, it, with the language in your bill, could she legally request an abortion? And Kathy Tran goes, like you could see her face get uncomfortable. And then she said, yes, my bill would allow that. So then former Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, before Glenn Youngkin got um, 
elected for running on parental rights and all that stuff. Um, he's asked on a radio show, so what the hell's wrong with you and your representative and what's going on in the Commonwealth? <laughs> and and, uh, and he's asked this question, what if a baby survives a botched failed abortion? And I told you last time on the show, bro, remember, I, I have friends who are abortion survivors who survived the forceps or the saline salt solution that tried yes. to kill them in the womb. And he's asked, what if a baby survived a botched abortion and was born alive after the failed abortion? And, and he, he goes, well, and now this is a direct quote. He goes, we would make the baby comfortable. So now it's a baby, right? Because it traveled six inches. Um, we would resuscitate the baby if that's what the mother wanted. Wow. And then the mother and the doctor would have a conversation. And that was the, that was the quote. And, and so Ralph Northam seems like he's defending infanticide. So then after that, you had Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska pr pr propose the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And um, that he proposed that in 2019. Um, you want to know, but by the time Biden entered the White House, I believe Pelosi and the Democrats had vetoed that bill over 90 times. And all it said, if you like, I read the bill, bro, it did not restrict abortions. Like it did not, it did not restrict a woman's quote unquote right to obtain an abortion. The bill simply said this, bro. And now I'm circling to, to um, wrap the bow on my point here, that if a baby survived a botched abortion, they had to be given the same level of medical treatment and care as any other baby would receive born under normal circumstances. Um, you had to transfer the baby immediately to a hospital because guess what? Shocker, abortion clinics, not well equipped to save the lives of babies. Uh, that's like a man bites dog story, I know. Um, if, the, if the abortion clinic staff don't report the fact that the baby survived a botched abortion, there'll be legal penalties. And if they kill the baby or let the baby die, there'll be, there'll be legal penalties. That's all. It only dealt with babies who had survived botched abortions and were outside of the uterus. They vetoed that bill now uh, over 90 times. Um, so what are they communicating? We don't want to protect infants who have survived abortions because we're afraid that that might put into place moral premises in the law that cause American citizens to scratch their head and go, wait a second. If it's wrong to kill a baby seconds after they're born, it surely couldn't be right to kill that baby seconds before they're born. And if it's wrong to kill the baby seconds before they're born, how could it be right to kill them one week before their due date? And then the, 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 the gestational trimester framework begins to unravel as Americans go, this doesn't make sense. There's no magical birth canal that confers personhood. So that, that's the bow on my point there. They're kind of admitting now that, um, yeah, rather than protecting preborn children and infants, let's just kill them both. Seth, how did this become a passion of yours, this topic? Yeah, thank you. I, I I actually can't even recall if we talked about that last time, but that's that's kind of you to ask. So I, I was raised in L.A. in in Whittier, California, uh -huh. um, and I was homeschooled through eighth grade. Um, uh -huh. Then I went to public high school because I wanted the sports jock scene and you know all that. Um, but uh, my, you know it was wonderful being what sport? What sport did you play? I actually I actually ran cross country and track. Okay. So okay. yeah, and um, graduated in two thousand ten from Whittier High School. That's Nixon's alma mater, by the way. Um, but I was homeschooled through eighth grade and my mother was the director of a pregnancy resource center, um, oh, in that's the late right. 1980s before I was born. Cause I was born in 91 <laughs> and, uh, she was remained the director of that center in, uh, in, in bro in, uh, in, uh, Glendora. Let area. me ask you this real quick. Uh, Seth, or Azusa, is a pregnant, is a pregnant, pregnant resource center, like Planned Parenthood. You got it. It's 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 really just a place to go get abortions in my mind. Four and a half million abortions last year, right? But 
um, is, is a pregnancy resource center the opposite of Planned Parenthood? It's really to try to convince women to keep the baby, not yeah, kill basically. the baby? Yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, so it's um, the opposite of a Planned and, Parenthood. And, and that's right. That's a good okay. way to describe it for the layperson. Okay. And by the way, there's a— there's Just like probably... abortion just means kill a baby in my mind. Like every yeah. time someone says the word abortion, I translate it to kill a baby. Well, that's good. See, you're you're translating what I say, translating the euphemisms of choice into reality, which is why I love the title of your episode today, A, D- a Dose of Reality. Um, but by the way, just as a point of, of fact, um, there's about 850,000 to a million abortions a year in America. Um, but oh, it's very hard. I thought, it's, I, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's very hard to get accurate numbers um, because when Bill Clinton was president, he um, he said that states no longer had to report their abortion data. Um, and, bro, you want to know the names of some of the states that don't report their abortion data? California, Virginia. <laughs> so some of the states that have the sort of the, 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 the highest abortion rates in the country. Um, and so it's actually very difficult to get accurate numbers, um, although we can kind of get rough figures. But okay. the Guttmacher Institute, which is Planned Parenthood statistical research branch, reports, you know, between, you know, why did he do that to 900,000? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Appreciate I don't know how to get into the mind of a Clinton, bro. I mean, that's that's a very dangerous thing to try to do. I, I don't know if I would come out. Uh, OK, but so Clinton um, <laughs> required us when you arrest someone to write down whether they're black or white. But when you have an abortion, you don't have to keep that tally. He was the one that yeah, started enforcing yeah, yeah. the, the, no, rest, that's the race right. data. That's when it changed. Thanks to Clinton, states no longer had to report their abortion data. And, and you know, I don't think that was coincidental. I think it was intentional to make uh, getting accurate figures much more difficult. But anyways, just as a point of fact. But yeah, so you'll you'll see numbers like 800,000, 850,000 a year. You'll see those numbers reported um, because of the abortion pill, which, dude, by the way, according to Planned Parenthood's own reporting, accounts for about 50 percent of the annual abortions, dude. So almost basically half of the babies killed every year in America now today are not killed with forceps or suction catheter tubes um, or, or, you know, a curette that scrapes, scrapes out the lining of the uterus and removes the pregnancy, to quote Planned Parenthood's website. Uh, about half of them are now the medication abortion pill, uh, which is mifepristone and, miso- mifepristone and misoprostol. So the, the um, sperm penetrates the egg, it attaches to the wall in the uterus. And you take this pill and it and it detaches. Well, so there's conception when sperm and egg meet and a new human being comes into existence. Anyone that tells you otherwise is uh, is lying to you. Um, and then there's implantation, which is when that new human being, you know, travels um, through the fallopian tube and implants in the uterine wall. Um, oh, but so, the, the, oh, I didn't know that. So you're oh, wow. OK, OK. They meet up there and then they cruise down. Yeah. So um, the. The the pill, right? The pill, um, birth control pill, that that can prevent implantation. Um, it has three fail safes. It's supposed to um, block the hormone progesterone, which makes it much more difficult to get pregnant. Um, secondly, it creates a mucus lining that makes the sperm harder to reach the egg. And then, uh, and I meet people all the time at events, bro, who say, "Hey, Seth, I just want to let you know, my mom was on the birth control pill when she got pregnant with me." So, like, we know these things are not like foolproof. So, if if you do, if conception occurs when you're taking the birth control pill, okay, the third fail safe in the birth control pill uh, is to prevent implantation, which would which which would be an early abortion. But I wasn't talking about do the birth think control pill. The, I was right. I was I was talking about the abortion pill, which a woman takes when she already has a positive pregnancy test. Anyway. I, I want to read. I want to read this really quick. This is um, from Seth Gruber's uh, Instagram account. It says, 
for those of you who can see, this is an incredible picture. It's it's a baby in in like with two uh, the pointer finger and I guess the thumb. Yeah, uh, showing the size of the baby, and you can see the baby. I mean, it's got hands and eyes and shit. It says this yep. photo was taken at the University of Minnesota by photographer Robert Wolf in 1972. That was the year I was born. It was taken during surgery uh, for an uh, ectopic pregnancy. No one can deny the humanity of the unborn, even in these early stages. Well, I, someone can deny it. I don't. But anyway, we'll go on. A doctor who was present for the surgery later shared this testimony. This is crazy. Listen up. Years ago, while giving an anesthetic for a ruptured ectopic pregnancy at two months, that's eight weeks, people, I was handed what I believe was the smallest living human ever seen. The embryo sac was intact and transparent. Within the sac was a tiny human male. Yeah. Swimming extremely vigorously in the amniotic fluid while attached to the wall by the umbilical cord. This tiny human was perfectly developed with long tapering fingers, feet, and toes. It was almost transparent as regards the skin and the delicate arteries and veins were prominent to the end of the fingers. The baby was extremely alive and did not look at, at all like the photos and drawings of embryos, which I have seen. When the sack was opened, the tiny human immediately lost its life and took on the appearance of what is accepted as the appearance of an embryo at this stage. Blunt extremities. Yep, Paul. Dude, Rockwell. that's crazy. Isn't that beautiful? Swimming vigorously. Okay, so those are the, when you take the, you can take the pill at eight weeks and and, and detach that thing, Seth. So, that abortion pill. So the correct the abortion pill, which is also known as RU four eighty six, and I'll give you a, a historical bomb on that in just a second. And we will um, get back the, to where your mom worked, but go on. I'll get yeah, us back no, on track. Yeah. Okay. We're, go on. We're chilling. The abortion pill is taken from any. Uh, as early as when you know you're pregnant, okay, up to 10 weeks. Now, a few um, a few years ago, it was eight weeks. It, it, the FDA only recommended that the abortion pill be taken up through eight weeks. And then randomly, the science changed. And suddenly, it was up through 10 weeks. No explanation given as to how they deemed it was, it was safe for mom to take it up two weeks longer. And actually, recently, there's been a push by the FDA and the abortion industry to move it to 12 weeks, which is like flirting with the, the beginning of the second trimester. Increases sales by 20% because now you have <laughs> yeah, a, a group, yeah. right? I mean, theoretically, yeah. now you have a group of people who can take it for two, two, uh, 20% That's longer. That's right. Well, and remember that because I said the abortion pill uh, accounts for 50% of the annual abortions in America today. That Those are Planned Parenthood's numbers. Um, and so why is that beneficial to the abortion industry? Well, um, the bloodthirsty, blood-sucking abortion industry. Well, because uh, that abortion pill is cheap to manufacture and you can sell at high margins. It does not require brick-and-mortar abortion centers. So you're getting you don't have to have as many operating centers paying the lease on all these buildings. Uh, it doesn't require abortion staff. You don't have to have a whole staffed up brick and mortar abortion center. And you don't have to pay the third party vendors that come with the hazardous waste, um, medical waste buckets to dump the limbs of babies and to take them away. And in, in Washington, D.C., to burn them to fund the city's electricity. Um, I mean, no shit. Are they doing are they that's a clean energy uh, uh, yeah. use like they burn the babies for clean energy? Yeah, yeah. Is so that really my, fucking true, Seth? My buddy AJ Hurley, who you would uh wow, you want you want to have the the dose of reality conversation, bro. Yeah. My my buddy AJ Hurley, uh one of my best friends, uh he he's a pro-life activist. Um he sacrificed more to save the unborn than most people I know. And uh he was in DC with his wife when 
he got a call from some of his friends who do sidewalk counseling. And just to define that term, these are pro-lifers who peacefully stand outside of abortion centers uh, and they, they peacefully try to uh, get the mom to talk to them before she walks in and offer her help, um, a free ultrasound, um, medical care, um, uh, financial assistance if she needs it, um, and get her to choose life um, at that last moment when she's about to walk into the abortion center to kill her life. So, so Cesari Santangelo, Cesari Santangelo is a late-term abortionist in Washington, D.C., um, and we've suspected for some time that he was performing illegal partial birth abortions, I illegal partial birth abortions, which was banned by Bush. Uh, partial birth abortions is when you deliver a baby forcibly by their legs first, not head first, legs Ooh. first, but you leave the head and the shoulder blades in the vaginal canal. And then when the, the hence, hence the phrase brother, partial birth, right? Partial they're partially born. And then you take um, a pair of Metzenbaum scissors, if, if you want to show your audience what those look like, Metzenbaum, M-E-T-Z-E-N-B-A-U-M, Metzenbaum, B-A-U-M. You take a pair of Metzenbaum scissors um, and you insert them up the birth canal and, and you, you, you poke a hole into the back of the baby's neck, like, like just below like right the top of our spinal cord. Um, you, you open that hole that you've just created in the back of the baby's heads. And, and then you stick a suction catheter vacuum tube into the back of the baby's neck and you suck the brains out. Um, so these were banned. This guy, Cesari, is, is doing, does these illegally? We, we, have, we have suspected for some time, pro-lifers have. Because why, why, bro? Here's why. The abortion industry is the least regulated um, industry in the entire country. Um, you know, anytime Republicans try to, you know, draft legislation to go in and, and audit records and, you know, be able to do investigations, you know, the Planned Parenthood trots it off to a friendly judge and they get it blocked. So you're talking about like almost no regulation whatsoever. We've suspected for some time that Cesare Santangelo in Washington, D.C., who, who does late term abortions has been probably doing some illegal forms of, which is always weird, right? Like you can kill the baby this way, but not this way. <laughs> it's like, once again, if it's not a person who cares how you kill them. Um, I think, I think it's because a lot of pro-choice Americans are not even uncomfortable with their, where the abortion industry is taking them anyways. So my friend AJ gets a call from some sidewalk counselors who are trying to save children and love on moms outside of Cesare Santangelo's abortion center. Um, and oh, here's by the way, uh, Santangelo has a one-star review. Yeah. Oh, dude, you really want to throw up? Go read oh, some of the, the women who have left him oh, reviews on, on their experiences as he killed their children. It's oh, really wow. it's really heartbreaking stuff. So my buddy AJ and his wife go over to D.C. Uh, with when they were called by their friends. And here's why they got that call. The, the medical waste management driver who, who was coming by to pick up the medical waste, which yeah. otherwise is known as dead children, from um and I just forgot the name of his abortion center, but anyway, it's it's Cesare Santangelo, and um Washington uh, Surgery Clinic, DC Surgery the, Clinic. Thank they you. They call it the, the abortion DC, mill, the DC Surgery Clinic. Yeah, and so um, God, this the, guy, people these, don't like him on the internet. Yeah, the 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 sidewalk counselors. Okay, you ready for this? Um, yeah. Had pleaded with the waste medical waste management company driver, um, to give them some of the boxes and buckets of children. He did not know what he was picking up. They asked him, do you know what's in there? He just thought it was probably what, like gauze or like, you know, maybe like from, from you know, elective surgeries on patients who needed like 
a nerve helped or something. No, no, no. He didn't know that he had dead babies in there. They told him he was horrified. And so he gave them about 105 dead babies um, so that the pro-lifers could give them a respectful burial. So they call my friend AJ. Did that dude get in trouble for that? Um, they, well, they've been, they've been trying to go after some of the pro-lifers. Yeah. Um, no, they, no. I mean the guy, the, the garbage man, did he mm. get in trouble for, I'm not sure he, 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 yeah, he probably, probably got fired, but I don't know that, that side of the story. So they go to some apartment or Airbnb or something. And my buddy AJ meets these wonderful pro-life heroes who had got these, these mutilated children. Um, and they open them up, they open them up and they photograph it. And this launched a movement <clears throat> uh, last year called justice for the five um because five of those about uh, out of about 115 babies actually i believe five of them were in the third trimester third trimester and they had how many months is that how many months is that well so three trimesters so uh three months three months three months right so that would be 12 weeks and then 24 weeks so the third trimester would begin at uh, the end of 24 weeks. So between tw- third trimester would be between week 25 and week 40. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, y- you can Google this too, justice for the five. And so this is launches this movement to demand that D.C. Mayor Mir- Muriel Bowser, Muriel Bowser, um, do autopsies, okay, right, to confirm how these children were killed. Because, listen, we know what we're doing, man. We've been in this movement our entire lives. Like, we, a baby's skull should not be half collapsed in unless its brains were sucked out through a partial birth abortion. That type of abortion is illegal. Um, but And most pro-choicers are very uncomfortable with that. You know what I mean? Most pro-choicers. The whole subject just, is crazy uncomfortable for so many people. Yeah. When you describe a partial birth abortion, dude, like I've watched pro-choicers go – uh, 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 it's like, well, if you don't want to hear it, then maybe you shouldn't support the act that takes those children's lives. Anyways. So, um, DC uh, mayor Muriel Bowser has refused <clears throat> to get the justice department or the police involved to do autopsies to confirm if these, if, if Cesare Santangelo was breaking federal law. Um, so like, anyways, my point is this, like this stuff happens in America. Okay. Um, and, uh, there's never justice and there's never investigations. Why? Because abortion is the sacrament of the religion of secular progressivism or humanism. It's there. It's there. It's the linchpin upon which the liberal establishment swings. This is why when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Why? How, how come? Okay, so let's get let's get spiritual and, and religious. Um, uh, Christ says, "I must die so you can live." Abortion says, "No, baby, you must die so I can live." Um, can, oh. can you think of something more? Um, inverted than Christianity, which says that the creator came to earth, became fully man and fully God, died for the sins of the world, so that if you repent and believe, you will be saved. And so abortion says, actually, we're going to kill the most weak and defenseless among us so that we can live how we want. Like you could not come up with something more inverted and and, and opposite than Christianity. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, uh, abortion is our belief that we have the right to make difficult life problems just go away. And if that problem happens to be a person, so be it. Um, because uh, because the serpent told me in Genesis 3, I get to be like a god. What, what, can you think of, of – for for, Let of me ask you this real with, quick, Seth. For us yeah, non-religious yeah. people, for us non-religious people, would you meet me halfway and say that this is – the psychological landscape of all men. 
Do you know oh, what, I'm, yeah. what well, I mean I by that? I, like, I, let's say there sure. is no God, but still, if you were to be able to peel back and look at the programming of men, that's how it would work. Would, would you? Could you meet me? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's good. Let, let that's me. That's the it mechanism this way. of how the brain works. That, well, I think I know what you're saying. So, so let's run with that. Here's what I would say: um, <laughs> remove God um, and moral accountability, mm-hmm. um, and we go right back to human sacrifice. Um, I, I like I don't know how much of like your history you, you know, and I don't pretend to be some crazy history ninja buff. I have pretend friends like, like that. I know nothing. And, it's always and, safe. And, and, it's and always safe. They, you got to check out my buddy Bill Federer, who like is like a walking encyclopedia. Uh, the, 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 like not just American history, but world history. The guy is such a gift uh, to to America and to the church. But not not the tennis player, but it's spelled the same. Bill Federer, historian. But um, I've had him on the show to talk about the history of human sacrifice and like basic to like basically every civilization throughout human history uh, practiced human sacrifice at some point. Like it, I mean, this is this is the 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 this is this is man. Um, apart from um, God and apart from moral accountability, um, right? When you, when you believe that you're going to stand before the creator of the universe one day and you're going to be judged for, as the scriptures say, for all things said um, and done and every thought you've ever had, uh, th- that causes you to live differently. Now, Christianity doesn't say you're saved and will go to heaven by your actions and your good works. It says that you're saved through the work that Christ did on your behalf by by being fully God and fully man and therefore innocent um, and perfect could be the only one that could die for the sins of others because he he himself was innocent and had never sinned. Um, and, and so now that righteousness is imputed to you if you if you repent and believe. But our, but good works ought to flow and follow that faith. Uh, when you do understand that even though you may enter heaven, you're going to be held accountable still and judge for what you said and did, right? That 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 causes people to live differently. Like the famous atheists have actually said, this is interesting, um, that uh, they 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 credit Christianity for building the West and the rights and liberties they take for granted. Like famous atheists have said this is really interesting. Christopher Hitchens and others about like how while while they don't believe there's a God, they're like, well, but yeah, I mean, it was it was this belief in like that man and woman was created in the image of God. And so they weren't just like another form of animal. Like there was something, there was something glory and divine about human beings that separated us from other forms of creatures, the sanctity of life, the, 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 the image of God. And, and that was the belief in Christianity that, that built these laws that protected children and the family. And guess what else? Women's rights. Now, I'm not talking about killing babies in the womb. I'm talking about like the right to vote, the right to not be treated as the property of your husband. Like, dude, you want to know like who changed those things? It was Christian. So like even atheists have admitted like while they hate Christianity, hate it, and, and they don't believe there's a God, which is funny, right? When they say they hate Christianity and they don't believe God exists, it's like God doesn't exist. And I also really hate him. It's like, uh, what? kind of weird to hate to hate something that you don't think exists um but we all understand that it was christianity that built the, these rights and liberties in this understanding that that, that man and woman has dignity and sanctity because they were made by god um and so why why does abortion drive the left insane uh, well i mean it's 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 no different than any other culture that's practiced human sacrifice that says like no, no, I, rather than than putting aside my selfish desires and my my quote unquote rights to to care for the least among us, right? Because they they have dignity like me. We're going to kill the least among us so that we can live as we want to. Um, I mean, that is the equation, so that's right? The, that's, that's the point the, I'm making. That's the equation. 
so so it's basically like I'm, I'm gonna choose just the worst case scenario right um uh you're you're raped and for some reason you don't want to have that baby because for for whatever because you were raped and and you don't want to have the baby of, of some man you didn't know who violently shoved his penis into your vagina and ejaculated into you and so now you're going to because you don't want to live that life with that baby you're now going to kill the baby yeah, the, so like i can't logically put that i can't as horrible as it sounds i'm, I'm not i'm not even taking sides i just can't, i don't understand why killing the baby makes that better well, it's just selfishness. Like, it, like, like, dude. Let's just get. But is that a bad get, thing to be selfish? You're, you're saying it like it's a bad thing. Is that back. a bad thing to be selfish? Well, is it a bad thing to be selfish if you kill your two year old so that so that you so that you can make financial ends meet? I, I mean, that argument. Those arguments are just crazy to me. Right. The, well, the, no. The, see, someone see would what kill I'm a doing, baby though, is, because it's, it's going to be raised into a poor family doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. Like, I, I, I can't. Right. I don't. Well, I don't understand. Playing God again? Isn't that just playing God again? Because th this was the old Freakonomics argument, right, from a, for a couple decades, few decades ago, was like, uh, we we need abortion <laughs> to help the economy, right, because of overpopulation, and also because a lot of these children will be raised in really bad environments. Um, yeah. And become criminals and and drug lords, and, and and because of their their poor circumstances, they'll probably turn to those things. This was the Freakonomics argument, and so abortion will actually help decrease crime. I'm not embellishing or like or like. Oh, I know. I've, I've... the rhetoric in a way to make their argument seem stupid. That was the argument of Freakonomics. Abortion will reduce crime. What about uh, so this? Like, what about it's, this? It's Seth? Predicting future negative behavior. And so rather than seeing if that child will turn out good or bad, you murder them before they have the chance to, to prove you wrong. And then you feel really morally superior. <laughs> let, let me let me let me pose this to you. So men and women aren't equal. We just do different shit. We're just we're just so we're not equal. So to, to anyone to think that we're equal, I mean, just the fact you can just look at the, the physical characteristics and bam right there. Why don't we make it so that um, killing people is illegal? But since men and women aren't equal, there's a caveat for women being able to kill their babies <laughs> while they're in the womb. So this this was uh, an argument of the the sexual revolutionaries um, in the 60s, um, kind of leading up to Roe v. Wade in 1973. Right. They argued that for women to be equal with men. OK. They had to have the right to abortion um, like I don't I can't make that leap. I don't I, I don't understand that. How would how does. Well, because they're they have not equal. These, they have these. Well, OK, so let's I define. guess you could say the argument the other way real quick. You could say, hey, sure. men and women aren't equal. And actually, once women do get pregnant, you're right. You don't have the right to kill a baby. Sorry. We're just not equal. Well, so let's define our, our what we mean by equal. We believe that men and women are equal in dignity and rights. Uh -huh. You understand what I mean? Um, we have the same right to life. We have the same dignity and value in virtue of being human beings and that dignity and value is the same and equal whether you're male or female now you and i believe that but i know what you meant uh but i just wanted to define it for everyone what you meant is that we're not equal in the sense that we're not equitable right that <laughs> we're not identical is what you meant we're not yeah. identical but we're equal in terms of our rights and dignity so obviously men and women are not equal in the way you're using it um it, down to our bone structure, we're not equal. Um, 
at right that what was the old comedy series years ago like men are from mars and women are from venus like like you know but before we tried to say that men and women were virtually the same and that gender identity is separate from sex that sex and gender identity are separate we, we used to all recognize like no we're like completely different species like it's like it's like it's, we're not the same species obviously but you know what i mean like jokes were always made about this before the trans mafia took over the country which is like no we're very very different um and so the argument of the sexual revolutionaries during the sexual revolution was that for women to be equal with men in in the sense of identical same rights um they need to have the right to abortion and there were actually feminists who said like it was these it was these pesky uteruses um, right, because we have these uteruses that allow us to get pregnant, and so we. That we sounds can't like just... misogyny, by the way. <laughs> hey, we can't sounds... just. Why would well, you hate these, on but... the uterus? Well, exactly. That isn't that a great question? Why? Why is there a hatred for the unique differentiators between women and men? That's a great question, because you and I, I sense, I sense, bro kind of delight in those differences. Now, I delight in them because yes. they, they were actually given to us by God and there was intentionality behind that because it wasn't a random accident. And and cosmic sludge wasn't banging around in the universe and then suddenly human beings existed. And I actually, I just came from a monkey. Like, I don't believe that. That's why, that's why I celebrate in those differences because they were intentionally designed to be different. How beautiful. And and so I, I love the differences between men and women. And I believe that we're complementary. I don't, I don't believe that any two will do. Do you remember that saying in the gay rights movement? Any two will do. Love is love. The, what was the argument? That two dads can are just as uh, are, are are no different in the in how they raise their children than two moms and are no different in how they raise their children between a mom and a dad i that dude i'm sorry excuse my french but that's bullshit i'm a dad of three children like without I, I, without I, I even was, passing judgment like fine if you have two dads or two moms but it's, it's not having a mom and a dad and having a mom right. and a dad is the best way to do it well, dude, oh, go read Obama's Father's Day message from 2008. He sounds like a conservative. You, like Obama's Father's Day message from 2008 today would be mocked and reviled by CNN and Obama would be thrown out into utter darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Like he's celebrating the uniqueness of fathers and the irreplaceable nature of fathers, which is you're not allowed to do that in leftism today. And by the way, you're not a leftist, dude, because if you if you were, you couldn't be saying the things you're saying. Like leftists literally say any two will do. Love is love. Children raised by two fathers or two mothers uh, are fair just as well across every sociological and, and physiological category as children raised by a mother and a father. It's no different. What so would you reason, rather have? If you had to choose, would you rather have two mothers or two fathers? Uh, false equivalency. I, I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose. But 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 the reason I come said on, that, come bro, on, come on, Seth, two mothers or two fathers. What would you choose? <laughs> the you the reason I said that, right? I'm going to choose two mothers. I'm going to choose two mothers because of what you said. Yeah. Your question earlier was was why would there be a hatred for the uniqueness of a uterus? Um, which I thought, which I said was a really fascinating question. I was really like fascinated and, and like excited that you asked that. I believe it's a. I believe it's a. A hatred of the natural order and the, the natural obligations that flow out of the natural world. So what do I mean by that? Um, can we control that we have um, male chromosomes and a penis? No, we can't control that. Can the woman control that she has female chromosomes and a uterus? No. Now, we didn't pick our gender 
or our genitalia. Our sex. (laughs) Same thing. Um, And so um, because of our unique differentiators, there are certain roles and obligations that flow out of those differences. Right. So you can only have that's gender. That's what I call gender, by the way. Those roles that flow out are I would call gender. That's and the, fine. And the dong and the vagina, I would call um, sex. I understand. Okay. Um, you, you, you know, you can only have a baby woman because you're the only one with a uterus. Um, right. And right. then anyone who has two brain cells left to rub together will admit that that mothers have certain maternal instincts um, that come more naturally than the kind of instincts that naturally arise in a man. So, so what am I doing? I'm saying that there are certain biological realities. And from those biological realities that arise out of the natural world, there are actually moral obligations that flow from biology. And and so if that is the case, this is my belief that, and I think it's the right one, obviously, that when things are so intentionally different between man and woman, it, it begs the question why. Who made it this way? Why are we different in this way? Um, Which naturally leads you back to Christianity and to the creator. Um, I I think that the the cultural war of transgenderism and abortion in particular is, is man and woman's attempt to obliterate any distinctions between the sexes. Because if we're all the same and there's nothing different and unique about us anymore, then we are just evolved from animals. Well, what you're saying there is there wasn't true a creator that assigned what, us duties and moral obligations that flow from our biology. What you're saying is true. The offensive part is some people would take offense to it because they whether it's intentional or not. But it's true. It's like I have feet and I'm going to kill bugs. Well, that's not my intention, but that's what my feet do. So what you're saying about transgenderism is 100% true. And the reason why people get offended is that they think, well, is it intentional that they're trying to do that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't it, it, it right. doesn't matter. Let me ask you this. Do you accept the premise that one man could be attracted to another man and, and not be attracted to women? Oh, sure. I, I believe that uh, like, that, homo- like that, that, that homosexual desires exist and some people – have a a authentic uh, homosexual okay longing for the same gender that they can't they 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 feel like they can't they didn't choose should they just accept should they just not have kids since they can't have kids let's say they want a kid uh yeah no sorry children have a right to a mother and a father ideally interesting their mother and their father um, going back to natural same home yeah and that goes back to natural law the natural law piece well isn't it funny that like most animals um, fulfill their their parental obligation that that flowed out of the natural world better than most adults? Like this is so basic. Like I'm sure yeah. there's some weird animals. What do they talk about? The black widow who like eats her husband or some weird stuff. But like right. most praying man, spe- man is too fascinating. Yeah, most species though, most species of animals, but they actually, don't let it go to waste. They, They're really they good t- liberals. They, they eat the mate. They eat the mate. They don't. They recycle the mate. <laughs> Uh, most species take care of their own their own offspring um and 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 there's there's like actual like parent time with both parents and the species you see this with bear cubs and wolves and stuff like this i'm just saying i, I i'm not a darwinist obviously but i'm just saying like it's kind of sick that like many animals are, are better at understanding parental obligations that all flow of out them of the dude natural the, world those dumb fuckers than, do it better than, than us is what beings. you're saying 
They're yeah, morons. But, they're but, dumb. They're animals. They throw feces, and yet <laughs> they have a they have a higher level of obligation to their children than we do. So it's a it's crazy. It didn't use, well, it didn't used like it didn't used to be that way with no fault divorce laws and with the declining of Western civilization and Christianity in the West. Um, you know now about half of the children probably born. I was looking at the data the other day, actually, uh, we made, uh, I'll have to pull it up again, but, but, uh, you know, sometime in the, in the late nineties and then going into the early two thousands, like, you know, almost 50% of, of, uh, children were being raised by one mother or one father and weren't, they were not living under the same roof of their married mother and father. I mean, the decline of marriage, right. Is, is, is the decline of civilization because, the family is the smallest political unit, uh, right? And it's going back to Obama's Father's Day message, like liberals used to admit this, like your family structure and how you were raised and the health or lack thereof of that marriage and of that family um, is the predictor of what kind of citizen and individual you will be um, as you become an adult. We all understand this. Um, and so as goes um, the father, I believe so goes the family as goes the family. So goes the culture as goes the culture. So goes the country. Mm. Um, and so why, why has the left always been so obsessed with obliterating distinctions between men and women? Why have they always been so obsessed with, um, <laughs> with separating children from their parents and educating their children into kooky ideologies like dude this the weird pornographic sex ed just to give an example right you see all those moms and dads speaking at school board meetings over the last two and a half years <clears throat> like all around the country why because they were pissed off about critical race theory and the kooky pornographic sex ed those were the two things that brought all these moms and dads to school board meetings like really lewd pornographic stuff like oh like dude sometimes I've seen like actual drawings of of stuff did you know in some of the the teen talk and the comprehensive sexuality education curriculum i i studied this up really closely did you know that they have anal sex in the abstinence section i also like, saw that i saw a line the? in there that was telling 12 year old girls that anal and vaginal sex can both be stimulating it's like why why is the school talking to kids about exactly that? exactly isn't that a uh, dude they're just dumb I, white kids like, anyway don't, you like already you. taught them in critical race theory that yeah. they're dumb white kids don't teach them that <laughs> other is, shit this is why i like you is you're, you 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 cut right to the quick and you see these the realities of these things clearer than a lot of people what a great question huh Dude, why are you teaching them about sex stuff? Kooky, weird sex stuff. Exactly. Because if you can, if you can incite children to a sexual frenzy um, and, and ruin the innocence of children, they'll be easier to control. It's a breakdown, a breakdown of the family. And we all know it's not healthy for you to be running around uh, doing experimental uh, you know, sex stuff as a kid. Um, so th th that causes chaos, doesn't it? And, and it hurts children and it breaks down the family. Uh, once again, the family, like what, what is it about their attack on parental rights on right, right. What, what did all the libs say over the last two years that like that we heard this so many times that, that parents, um, don't know what's best that the, 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 the public education system, this is our job. And we're, we know what your children need to learn, uh, during the zoom learning in 2020, when all, while the children were doing zoom stuff, um, I, there were multiple stories about this, multiple documented stories, um, and, and journalism about parents hearing the teacher say over zoom to the children, um, to, to, that they didn't, they wanted to make sure the parents weren't around during the teaching, which is like, what, what the hell? And then some Republicans tried to, um, to wow. pass, uh, to pass a bill that would require ready for this, 
um, <laughs> recordings or live uh, videos in all the classrooms. So parents at any time could tune in live to what their children were learning. And guess what? It was so interesting. All the Democrats got their panties in a wad and they really didn't want that kind of education, with, uh, that kind of legislation. But cops, which raises, have, to, but cops have to wear <laughs> that, uh, But cops cameras. have to, exactly. Which raises the Crazy. question, what are you trying to hide? So I, I'm just I'm, I'm just kind of giving some vignettes and examples of like the, the left's obsession with going after children, the family, parental rights, right? Why? Because that's a natural institution that arises out of the natural world and biological realities. Uh, and it's the smallest political unit. When, when, the, when the parents are the most uh, um, uh, powerful uh, contribution and formative figure in a child's life, then they will be determining the kind of future their child lives ideologically, philosophically, politically, spiritually. I mean, they're, they're, they will be the number one influences on the lives of their children. But if the schools can educate those children into a certain vision of human flourishing, if the schools can bar parents from exercising their parental rights, if the schools can incite children to a sexual friendly, if the school can pass legislation in California and Washington right now going on, which would allow the state to trans your kid without parental consent, if a therapist or public health person deems that your child's mental health is best served by being trans, and, and, and actually there, there's actually no language in this bill in California and Washington right now, dude, there's no language in the bill that would prevent the state from actually taking your child from you. Now, if you go Google this, you're going to see all the conservatives have been fact-checked and all the liberal establishment and the activist media has said, fact-check, fact-check, fake news, 10 Pinocchios. No, the, the legislation does not allow us to take your children from you. We would never do that. <laughs> like, How many times do these people have to lie to us, right? A friend of mine um, in Washington State already had their kid. One kid pulled uh, – uh, they have they have four they have four kids, and three of them were already pulled out. Of, because of something one of the kids said, all three kids were pulled out, and Child Protective Services was called already wow. on that, yeah. And another one of my uh, – a friend of a friend in the state of Idaho, oh. someone you probably know, someone who's a, a little bit famous uh, – uh, had um uh no no had to flee to idaho another person i know who, who you probably know their name from the state of washington had their daughter uh 15 a 13 year old daughter taken from him and he basically had to grab his daughter and flee to idaho um and then at 15 years old she's like thank god you grabbed me because i was going yeah. down that path of, I, I remember that story yeah it's fucking nuts and yeah. now the daughter is like so happy the dad grabbed her and got her out of that yeah this shit's happening anyone by the way i talked to one of my friends the other day i'm like you're crazy to have your kids in school in california and they're like oh they're too busy it'll never happen but this is how it's going to happen people yeah your kid's going to be in school they're going to be like hey billy have you ever thought um do you, um that's a cool outfit you're wearing and he's going to be like yeah i wanted to wear a dress today it's my sister's and they're like oh you want to wear a dress why didn't you wear a dress and the billy's going to say because my mom told me i couldn't because i'm a boy and the teacher's going to call Child Protective Services right there, and fucking Billy's going to get taken from you, and he's going to get put into a foster home within three days, and they're going to start talking to him. And yep. from that point, and dude, do not think that's not going to happen. Good for One you. of my other friends in Berkeley had his kid already suspended from school, an eight-year-old boy for using the wrong pronoun. Eight years yep. old, suspended from school. Guys, yep. don't think it's not going to happen to your fucking kid. Yeah, and by the way, it can kid, happen to another, my kids. I live in another, California too, even though my kids aren't in school. That's right, you do. Someone could yep. say something stupid at the beach, and next thing I know, someone can just fit, make it up. Yep. Someone can just call Child Protective Services and be like, hey, Sevon's not letting his boys be girls. I'm fucked. Yep, that's right. Um, and there it's, was another kid recently there. We're already who, there. Was, who was expelled. 
uh, because he refused to. This is elementary school, too, by the way, or maybe junior high, but he wasn't a high school student. And this this story is going viral right now. So I'm sure you've heard of it or you'll see it. And anyway, he was either expelled or or put on a leave or whatever, like he had, couldn't come back for a few days because he refused to take off a shirt that simply said there are only two genders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad you recognize that. I'm really crazy. glad to hear that because, you know, I guess you're grounded enough in history to understand that that that's not impossible. Um, and it's actually quite likely if good people don't stand up against this stuff. But here's an interesting thought to kind of like kind of like bring the circle back to abortion. All of these, the craziness, some of the things we just touched on that you and I are in agreement and our hatred of. OK, um, all of the people behind all of those things. So all of the people behind pushing, defending and funding all of the stuff that we just found shared hatred over, they're all pro-abortion. Um, and so it's an interesting question, right, to ask yourself, why are these people always all on the same team? Why is the liberal establishment always ideologically aligned on all of their core sacraments or tenets or creeds, transing the kids, killing the kids in the Think, womb, uh, thinking that melanated people rights. are dumber than white people? Yes, exactly. Right. They all agree so, on like that. what did Ibram, yeah. what did Ibram X. Kendi say in his yeah. book? Um, um how to be an anti-racist. He he said that the, the the solution to discrimination in the past is discrimination in the future. And he said white people, he said black people can't be racist um, because, because uh, bigotry or discrimination is um, racism plus power, not just racism itself. And so because black people haven't had power, he argues, then they can't be racist even if they hate white people because bigotry is racism plus power. Like, I mean, like it takes a PhD to like to educate yourself into this kind of stupidity. Um, but all my under the is, guise of compassion, kill babies because it's compassionate. Think black right. people are dumber. Good for you. Invite it's all Mexican, under false compassion. That's invite right. a Mexican person to your house for Christmas because they have less than you. It's, I mean, I've seen it all. I mean, I, I was, I was. Oh my God, that's so nice of you to invite the Mexican family to your house for Christmas. I'm like, <laughs> what? That's right. That's right. Like what? So Roe v. Wade got overturned um, one year ago this Saturday. So oh. today's Wednesday, June twenty first. This Saturday will be the one year anniversary. I, I want to talk about that. I want to I, because I, I don't want to lose you before I, I. There's something we we have to do some healing here. So bear with me, okay, Seth. I want to I want to talk go. about Roe versus Wade because that's a good good point. Because I wanted you to actually explain to people what actually happened that they didn't outlaw abortion. But sure. um, I I um. I've ha I'm a girl and I've had four abortions and I'm listening to this and one of them was through rape. One of them I had down syndrome. The kid had down syndrome. One of them I just wasn't ready. And the other one I was just um, young and stupid and my parents told me to do it. Where, where do I go? And now I'm like, you fucking asshole, Seth, you don't fucking understand. Like, like where, sure. where's the, um, where's the freedom for her? Yeah. It's good how, how do we set her free? Yeah, absolutely. So because that might be our biggest enemy, you know what I mean? Because they can't come to terms with the harsh nature of what we're talking about. So they want to defend it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to really defend smoking marijuana. When I used to smoke, oh, weed, it's sure. like marijuana is good for you. It's, it does this and it has this psychological effect. And man, my back was all fucked up. And next thing I know, I'm, you know what I mean? I've convinced myself that burning well green shit in the yard is fucking good for me and inhaling the fumes. Yeah, well said. That isn't that right? Isn't that right? That it's, it's the things that that we've participated in that that hit the close to, the closest to home 
And so sometimes they're the hardest for us to deal with in our personal right. lives. Um, so, I mean, as a Christian, you know, who, who believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, I, I, I do not shame or condemn anyone um, as some like beyond hope, wicked evildoer that, that who can never be brought back to new life or whatever, because Christianity is very clear that we all fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's not one who does good, not one. All have gone astray. And some of the heroes in the Bible are like people like King David, um, who was called a man after God's own heart. He was one of the, the most righteous, upright kings of Israel. <clears throat> the dude slept with a, uh, one of his own army officer's wife's while she was take it watched her taking a shower while his while his buddy was out fighting a battle he should have been leading sleeps with his his buddy's wife Bathsheba impregnates her and then murders her husband um so wow. that he doesn't find out what he did um and so and he's called a man after God's own heart and one of the most righteous he's in the hall of faith in the new testament like the you know the hall of faith the faith figures of the old testament and you go whoa wow all right. Well, if there's hope for him and there's forgiveness for him, <laughs> I mean, some, some, some of the biggest heroes in scripture were complete moral degenerates. <laughs> uh, and yet they, they would repent and they would turn back to the Lord and they would ask for forgiveness and they would live upright lives. Um, and so, listen, if you're if you're a young woman um, or a man who's who's paid for pressured an abortion, um, paid for it, stood by and did nothing, um, or you just wanted to fit into your prom dress or you wanted to, to climb the corporate ladder. Whatever, whatever reason someone got an abortion, uh, the because I understand there's different motivations and reasons. The, but uh, the get end an abortion result, to fit in your prom dress, and that I'm sure that's fucking happened. That's fucking crazy. By yeah, way. yeah. But that's the amazing. end result, regardless yeah. of the reason, right, is that an innocent human being was killed. Right. I'm I'm not discounting uh woman uh, who's listening. I'm not discounting um the the maybe a relational and psychological complexity of that decision. But emotional, relational, and psychological complex complexity does not equal moral complexity. The, the relational crap that you had going on at the time means nothing to the child who was killed. They're, they were still killed. That's an innocent human being whose life was taken and snuffed out. But, but regardless of the reason you chose the abortion, the end result was the same. Um, but listen, if there was grace for King David, if there's grace for me, there's grace for you. I don't believe that all sin is equal because nobody believes that killing your sibling is the same as stealing a pencil from Staples. So, so no one actually believes all sin is equal, but Christianity says all sin puts us on an equal playing field, me meaning like we're all going to be held accountable for our sin um, when we're judged by the Lord. Um, even though not every choice of sin is necessarily morally equal. So yes, killing a little baby is a particularly heinous type of evil. Um, but, you know, one of the greatest evangelists in all of Christianity, the Apostle Paul, um, used to murder Christians um, when he was named Saul still in the New Testament. He, he would he murdered Christians and hunted them down and tried to destroy the church. Um, then uh, Jesus met him on a road when he was riding a donkey, blinded him and told him to stop persecuting his church. And he became the apostle Paul who wrote over half of the new Testament. Um, he literally murdered innocent Christians. So, so, I mean, far be it for me to cast um, judgment um, on those who have, who have killed their babies. How about it's their wrong. judgment it's, of themselves? How about their, how did they free themselves? Yeah, from the judgment themselves? Aren't, aren't, aren't we are, aren't we our most uh, vicious critic, right? Right. Um, many, many of us have been forgiven by, 
um, family members in our life for maybe ways that we've hurt our family members, and yet we can't forgive ourselves still. Um, and and th this is why Christianity <clears throat> um, is really the the only religion. Um, it, it, it is why it's such a different religion than any other religion. It, it says that the, the 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 very divine logic of the universe, who breathed out stars and created human beings. Um, made you as the peak and pinnacle of his creation, more valuable than any other form of life he had made. And he proved that when he took on human flesh. The God-man becomes fully God and fully man, um, steps into human flesh um, as a perfect human being who is who had never sinned, and then takes the punishment that we should have endured for our heinous sin against the Creator, against the, the, the Lord, um, and, and so now forgiveness is available to all who repent and believe. It's it's what if, actually what if you're a, not a Christian? There's no. Do, do you have any other? Do you have any way of, they can forgive themselves or accept their behaviors? Uh, I mean, no, because no. if Christianity is true, it is of ultimate concern. If it's not true, it should be mocked and reviled. Right, like this is what CS. Oh, Lewis I don't said. know. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I'm not sure if it's. I don't. I don't think it's true. But I, I don't think it should be mocked and reviled. I, I. I go back to what you said in the beginning of the show. I think it's been vital. Like I want to be surrounded by Christians. I think it's vital to the success of civilization. That's well said. But if it's. But if it's not true, then we've believed a lie, and we're to be pitied and mocked for believing such a stupid thing. You know that 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 <sighs> that that that, 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 so, that the God became human. And that and that he died and then he rose again three days later. If that didn't happen, we've been living a lie and a total myth. And it means that the heaven we thought we would uh, uh, we would receive the forgiveness we thought we were given um, when we stand before God on Judgment Day was yeah. also all a myth and a lie. And it's not real. And we're going to hell forever. And, and, and the forgiveness that you thought that you had from your sin, it didn't exist. So if, if Christianity um, false we've been living a lie if it's true then it's of ultimate concern um and so, so i don't know how to you think if a woman's had an abortion seth or or or, or a man encouraged a woman to get an abortion or anything like that since that's the, the 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 behavior we're talking about that if you do let's say let's say i don't believe in god but i had a girlfriend when i was in high school and i got her pregnant and i asked her to get an abortion but I, but I haven't been called by Jesus yet, and I don't believe believe in God, or I'm not a Christian. Maybe I should just drop to one knee every night before I go to bed and be like, God, please forgive. Like that's the that's the process, uh, as Canadians say it. Um, God, please forgive me for uh, um, or lead me out of this um, this guilt that I have. Uh, please show me the way that I can um, uh, appease you for the killing one of your children. Even though I don't believe it, I should just fake it till I make it. I'm just trying to figure out how. This has got to be a, a a really tough. A lot of people haven't haven't been called by God. They haven't been touched by Jesus. They, they're not they're not as fortunate as you. They don't have your faith. Well, what are they supposed to do? But and yet and yeah. yet they're, and yet they're 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 I don't know to use your word maybe they're writhing. You know what I mean? It's a pain in them. It's a vulnerability. It's a it's See a there. wound. They're wounded. There. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I could hear you. Did you hear any sorry of that? about that? Dude. Shit I was I babbling did. on I about. Okay. I I did. I'm sorry. I just lost you for like a couple seconds. That's okay. What um, what do we do? What do we do? How how what's the what's the out for them? Where do they find yeah. acceptance? What what if what if God isn't calling them? What should they do? Should they just pick up a Bible and just spend five minutes reading every night? Like what's the That Dr. would be a great Seth? place. 
That would that would really? be a great place. To, that would be a great place to start. So, I, I, what seriously, I would do, is it what, is it like, hey, I, you're struggling with the abortion that you had? Hey, just pick up the Bible and start reading a little bit. So, I, I consider this. Okay. Okay. Um, there. You hear are, what I'm saying, right? I'm trying to give these people like. Yeah. A, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, what I like, what I like again about you is that is that you recognize a lot of just human realities, um, as as self evident. And one of those human realities that you're talking about right now is that is that is that is this is this um this concept of sort of universal guilt, right? Like, don't, don't we all recognize at a deep heart level <laughs> that we're screwed up and, and uh, we regret choices we've made <clears throat> and it's hard to find resolution. It's hard to find peace, the kind of peace that we're seeking. It's hard to find the comfort um, that everything's going to be okay. I'm not just going to die and take a dirt nap. Um, that, that maybe there's something beyond this. And like, may, maybe I'm an eternal being and like, how do I come to terms with the fact that like, maybe there is more than this life and I've really effed up and I've made some really bad decisions and choices. Like, like I think most human beings think about these things and we struggle with these things, even or if they we're they avoid like, thinking about them. Everyone has it. Where did Because every- they're thinking about it because right. they think about it. They can't handle thinking about it anymore. And so the things we avoid thinking about are things we're thinking about because we're trying not to think about them. And so we're actually thinking about them. I mean, like this is such a universal human experience. And, and so like I, I like what you're pointing out there. But but here. So you said you said, well, what if God's not calling them and they haven't been touched by the Lord? Uh, well, I, you know, I would say, you, you know, that, that Romans in the New Testament talks about how like that God has made his divine attributes plainly seen. And so people are left without excuse. What, what does he mean? They're left without excuse because they, they don't have a good argument to say, I didn't know God existed. I, I just really, I had no reason to believe that. The Bible says, no, you were left without excuse. Like, look at the stars. Look at human beings. Isn't it funny that like, you know, so here's an iPhone right here, right? Like no, no secular liberal, liberal or leftist would say, oh my gosh, that iPhone just appeared in a studio in Silicon Valley. That thing just built itself. Like it, it, it's it's funny how like we 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 look at intelligently designed things, and we we cannot believe that it was coincidental or accidental. In other words, we know that there had to be a creator. But then those same people will look at the complexity of a human being. Like now that we know, like have, have you looked into the complexity of like the human eye? Like this actually caused, I believe I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, <clears throat> this caused Darwin at the end of his life to recant most of his beliefs when he studied the diagram uh, and portrayal of the human eye uh, because he said there was no way that that could have just happened accidentally or arisen out of human species. It was, I believe it was Darwin. Um, whether he either recanted his beliefs or he said that that had to be intelligently designed. Like, and this has happened to a lot of atheists who have set out to disprove God. This happened to C.S. Lewis, um, one of the most famous evangelists um, and Christian writers of the 20th century. Um, This happened to um, Josh McDowell, uh, one of the most famous Christian authors and speakers of the 20th century. Um, This has happened to uh, a lot of, um, who's the other guy? uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Anyways, a lot of why major can't Christians, God have created evolution? So some Christians believe that God um, is still the creator, and He used the process of microevolution, um, not macro. So not meaning monkeys to humans, but microevolution 
um, to bring about creation. Some Christians believe that. Um, I don't. I, I don't really want to get into that. But but my point is like the same people who look at the complexity of a MacBook Pro or an iPhone and say, well, there must have been a lot of creators there. <clears throat> can also look at a human being and say there was no creator. It was all accidental. I'm just right. saying, isn't that interesting? And I, I'm making yeah, a very yeah. popular argument for God. It's the intelligent design argument. It's nothing new. It's not my argument. But but like it is a good argument because it's so what? Self-evident. And so like to, to, like, to your question about like, well, you know, people haven't, you know, Seth, God hasn't spoken to other people like he has you. Like maybe they haven't had an experience with the Lord. Um, the, the God has already spoken clearly to us through his word, which is the Bible, and through what? Creation which the Bible says has left us with, without excuse. We all know there's a God because we know that the freaking Milky Way could not have happened accidentally. And so, but ultimately what differentiates Christianity, right, is, is firstly one God. Secondly, that God became a human being. Thirdly, that, our, that God um, uh, being an innocent human being allowed himself to be murdered so that our sins would not have to be punished by death because that punishment was put onto the, the lamb, the, 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 the scapegoat, if you will, almost in a way, the, the innocent creator. Um, and fourthly, that God man rose again from the dead three days later. So there, there are 11, there are 11 basically undisputed facts about the resurrection in Christianity, which is really fascinating. Um, that like, let, what, what do you like, mean? What do you mean? Undisputed meaning that there are, there are core, I'm Facts disputing them right now in my head. about Christianity. <laughs> uh, also, also, we're I know we're long. I'll send you an article to check out and and dig into. And I and I can recommend some really wonderful Christian apologist brothers who all they do is they defend the resurrection and the historical veracity. It's all self-referential. Everything you're doing now though is self-referential, right? You're saying it's tr God is real because of this book God wrote. And I'm just like I'm thinking to myself, you can't. I don't think you can do that. That doesn't. So make I'll, sense I'll, to me. I'll I'll spit some of these off to you. Yeah. Um, but there are there are there are a lot of core um, uh, historical facts that liberal atheistic historians um, agree are historical fact. Um, the first is the death of Jesus by the crucifixion. There was someone named Jesus. Mm -hmm. He claimed to be God and he was crucified. Um, the second fact is that there was an empty tomb. Something happened to the mm. body of Jesus. Mm. Historians know this. We can be sure of this. Not only was Jesus publicly executed in Jerusalem. But his post-mortem appearances and empty tomb were first publicly proclaimed there. Historically, we know that the that the 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 Jesus who the man named Jesus who claimed to be God, who we know was crucified, um, was not in the tomb three days later. So so we know that again again I haven't proved anything that he is God or anything. I'm just saying the these facts are uh, are right. agreed upon by historians. Right. The, the third fact is the post-resurrection appearances um, that that hundreds of people. Hundreds of people claim to have seen that same Jesus who they saw murdered and hung on a cross, who they saw wrapped up and put in a tomb, who wasn't in the tomb three days later. And hundreds of people, I'm telling you, liberal left wing, left wing atheist historians say, yes, there were hundreds of people who claimed to have seen the risen Jesus after the tomb was empty. Um, the the fourth fact is the origin of the Christian faith. So no scholar denies the fact that the Christian religion exploded out of first century Israel. And within one generation of the death of Christ, the movement that was called the way, which Christianity had spread to Europe, Africa and Asia. And Christianity is an effect that needs an adequate cause and explanation. In other words, what exactly did the Christian faith come from and what best explains its origin? And the, 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 the best explanation for the origin of Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus. The, the man who claimed to be God and then died 
and he told people he'd rise again, and then he actually rose again. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, the, the, my point is this: if if there are good reasons to believe that's true, um, and if there's if 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 it's a good chance that that's true, that changes everything, right? Like, if I told you, dude, that, oh, that like, sure as fuck does change everything. You're, I agree with that. Yeah, if if I told you I was gonna be murdered, and then I was, I was like, and then three days later. I'm just gonna ra- I'm just gonna like resurrect myself. <laughs> and you you probably mock me and, and laugh at me, of course. We all would to someone. Uh, and then if I did it, you'd probably bow and kiss my feet. Right. Um, like what the bleep? Um right. so um and if you ever want to dive down into those conversations, which I think you should, I can recommend some great brothers who've built their entire career in ministry and calling on defending the historical veracity of the resurrection and the rational reasons um, to believe in the monotheistic Christian God. Um, but, but all of that um, means, all of that means nothing um, if we're still in our sins. Like if, if, we're, if we're still doomed to hell, um, then, then what's the point of Christianity? But Christianity says, you're loved. I created you, says God. I have a purpose for your life. I came and died so that your sinful, disgusting choices would not have to be judged. And some people think God is like me. He's mean because he judges sin that nobody lives like that. Like if someone murdered your son, like we would want justice, you know, like if someone murdered my son at a park, like I would expect the court to 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 carry out justice. Um, Why should it be any different in the eternal? Why, Why do we think that our sin against God is somehow less significant um, than our sin against one another. Um, and, and so Christianity says, like, God says, I, no, I actually took that punishment for you. Uh, you. Now, if you repent of your sins and humble yourselves and believe in me and follow me, fulfill my plan for your life, you're going to be saved and be in, in heaven with me in glory forever. That That's the hope and the message of Christianity, that we will rise again with the, with the Lord. If we repent and believe, we'll be given new bodies, perfect bodies. There will be no more shedding of tears, no more blood, no more pain the way that God originally intended the world to create. And so I, I can't offer someone hope beyond what I believe is the truth of Christianity. Um, mm, because mm. you can turn okay, to any psychology there it is. you there want. It is. You can turn to any therapist that you want. But it's I believe at the end of the day, it's just psychobabble and psychological self-talk. You're trying to, to make yourself feel good for a future horror that you're afraid might be real, which is that you'll just return to dirt or burn in hell. That's a horrifying reality to, 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 um, to think about. And Christianity says, yeah, that is all true, but, but you're spared from all of that. If you repent and believe and follow me, that's the new, that's new life. That's hope. That's, that's true freedom. You said earlier, how do we, how do I offer women freedom from this? That's the true freedom that you can have. Um, and, and that's not reserved for just a few human beings. That's, that's plainly open to everyone. Um, because God created every human being in his image and has a purpose and plan for their life. So, and and by the way, that beauty and plan began at the moment of conception. And so now we've created the circle (laughs) and Jesus proved that because he entered human history as a fetus, uh, in the womb of Mary, um, to, to really communicate how significant and beautiful human life is. Good thing he wasn't aborted. We're not just monkeys. That's right. That's right. I talk about that a lot, by the way, when I preach in churches. So, Would Seth um, be willing to do a live call-in show where people can just call in? Dude, he thrives in that. That Yeah, anytime. Hey, this is outside of the whole abortion thing. If you just want to see just a wonderful mind work, go to his Instagram account and just watch how he answers questions. It is a he, – he does not get caught up. It, it's fascinating. One, one of the questions – uh, that I saw recently that was fascinating. Well, first of all, the, the, we started the show by saying 
you led that lady down that path of saying, well, what are the reasons to kill a baby? And she was agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. And then you're like, well, what if it's a girl? Can you kill it just because it's a girl? And all of a sudden she had a problem with it. And what she, he does is he helps expose people's own, um, uh, own lies in their head, their own inability to think. And so there's another lady at UC Berkeley who's talking to him saying, hey, who are you to fucking uh, make a decision on what's right for a woman oh, and what's yeah. not right for a woman? And he said, hey, I was a baby. I was in a womb. I get a vote too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and, and I'd never heard that before. I was like, holy shit. There yeah. it is. There's Seth thinking clearly again. He's saying to you, you think it's just about women? Well, I was a baby and I could have been yeah. murdered. I'm on the other end of it. I was also, yeah. I lived in a womb. Yeah. Um, uh, Sunil Matwani, is the morning after pill considered murder? So the morning after pill. Um, is that the can... plan B thing? Yes, thank you. Yep, God, I'm glad B, I'm the, old. The same, plan, plan B is the same thing as the morning after pill. So okay. um, that, that could cause an early abortion. Here's the very short answer. Um, uh, a conception can occur within, you know, 24 hours, 12 to 24 hours of, of sex. Uh, and so you, you, you don't know that, of course, though, right? You, you don't know that conception has occurred when it occurs. Um, and so if, if we believe that all human beings are equal in dignity, value, and a right to life, simply because they're humans, not because of their degree of development or their functions or capacities, because those all change and come in varying degrees, but simply because we're humans, then we have to protect the lives of all innocent human beings from the moment they become human. And the science is very clear. You become human at the moment of conception. And so um, when there's a likelihood or possibility that you could already be pregnant by the time the morning after pill begins to take effect, it, it is possible that it could cause an early abortion. So my, my analogy has always been like if I'm going to church and I'm dropping off my kids at, uh, at Sunday school or kids church and they tell me, you know, every, every, every five years we have, we have one kid drop dead. And our kids church at our church, we don't know exactly why it happens or what causes it. Um, we're looking into it. We don't have an answer yet. But, you know, that it's a it's a pretty small ratio. So, you know, your kid will be fine. Yeah, any parent would be like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> later. Uh, so if, if you're if you're pro-life and you and you you um, you ejaculate in a must, girl, you shouldn't take a pill. As soon as must, you ejaculate yeah, right. inside of a girl. If yeah, if we must protect all innocent human beings, if there's a chance you could you could cause an innocent human being to die, um, then you shouldn't be. You shouldn't do that. So you have to make the decision before the you put the penis in the girl. Yeah, if you're a Christian, right. if you're going to stay true to the Christian faith. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I would just I know lots of atheist progressives yeah. who are pro-life activists. It's really interesting. Um, who who agree with everything I'm saying about human life at the moment of conception, protect all innocent human beings. Morning yeah, after pill. Yeah, and, and but they're you atheists. So like obviously Christianity bolsters that that belief. But like I know I know non-Christians who agree as well because they follow the science. <laughs> um, there's there's two two things. Uh, do you have time for two quick things? Sure, go for it. Uh, okay, uh, I want you to talk about Roe versus Wade. But I but, but um there is a um there's something very powerful you say in here. Uh, let me see. It's 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 a Jane Fonda clip of her saying. Oh, here it is. Okay, let me let me show you guys this. There is a Taoist saying that if if they lie for you, they'll lie to you. If they lie for you, they'll lie to you. You have to you have to remember that, and that's okay. I, that that's fine. I, I have good friends who are liars and who are thieves and who are crooks. I, it's fine. I, I'm not saying that I, I, they don't they're not worthy of my friendship, but I'm aware of their behavior. Right. 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 And um uh. This is this is a uh, a really important thing to remember 
about the whole abortion process. If you kill a baby, just think of the implications it says about this person. I want you to hear this. This is some crazy shit. This is from a Seth Gruber official um, Instagram account. Here we go. Marching and, and protesting. What else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Yeah, that's the worst. She's Joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about <laughs> You know, I've, I've long said that those who murder the unborn cannot be trusted to govern the born. And that those who murder the unborn will one day murder you too if you dare stand in the way of their core sacrament. And Jane Fonda on The View, of course, the most garbage television show, just proves this point beautifully, uh, persuasively, disturbingly, when she's asked about what women should do given this post-Roe versus Wade society. She says, well, uh, murder. And they all say, no, she's joking. Don't say that. They're going to pick it up and they're going to you know, twist your words. And then she gives this face like, am I? Am I kidding? You know, scripture talks about how bloodshed. I would never consider killing someone who's pro, pro-choice you mean or pro-life, pro-life. A, a, as, a, as, a, as an option for settling this dispute. Well, good for you. <laughs> but like I said, you're not. And she's not, not joking, it, Seth. She's not, not really, joking. You're not truly pro-abortion. But she, can she's you not joking. She's no, not she's joking. Not. No, she's not. Can you imagine if Tucker Carlson, before he got um, fired by Fox, is the most uh, the most successful viewed uh, uh, political pundit on mainstream television in American history? Um, if he had said, you know, wh- one of the solutions we need to consider for defeating these crazy leftists who are castrating children and murdering babies is to murder them. Can you imagine if he had said something like that? Talk about, talk about a nationwide, um, conversation, right? They always talk about like, we need to have a conversation about this. I mean, like they would be calling for Tucker Carlson's head. He would have been fired in about two seconds. Um, and then the left would use that as a broad way to condemn all conservatives and pro-lifers as domestic terrorists. Um, but when Jane Fonda and the, the, the religious figures of the left on the view laugh about Jane Fonda saying, well, cause by the way, the, the, what they asked her in that clip was what should we do about some of these like oppressive pro-life laws that are being passed in different States. And, and that's when she goes murder and they go, what did you say? She said, murder. And they're like, don't say that. You're like, they're going to cut that up. And she just kind of goes, huh? Like, I, I don't know. Am I joking? Like, this is why she's not where joking. You paused, I know she's where you not paused joking. it. I, I said that, that uh, bloodshed begets bloodshed. The, the, the Bible talks about this. Bloodshed begets bloodshed. Um, we've been we've been sowing bloodshed in the womb. And now we're reaping it in the streets. We've been sowing bloodshed in the womb. And now we're reaping it in the streets. When you can rationalize and justify the slaughter of a baby, of an innocent human being, because they're defined as unwanted by society or unwanted by their parents, you can do anything. Mother Teresa said, um, if, if a mother can kill her own unborn child, what is left for us but to kill one another? She also, Mother Teresa also said, um, if abortion is not wrong, then nothing is wrong. 
So yes, the people who can rationalize this as reproductive justice, you know, that's their new one, right? It's, it's reproductive yeah, the, 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 justice. The changing of words and the lies, calling it healthcare, it's like <laughs> it has nothing to do with healthcare. It, it, it's like saying I don't want my kid, I don't want my kids talk to about um, uh, my six year old talk to about transgenderism, and all of a sudden I'm transphobic. It's like that's right. That's right. They're saying that the, the the right is passing 500 transphobic laws. I started digging into the laws. None of them are transphobic. Not that's a single right. one. Right. Well, that means you're afraid of, of people who identify as transgender. Like they, they don't even use these words for what they mean anymore. Like what do they call people who are opposed to gay marriage and and children being uh, legally allowed to be two gay dudes being allowed to get a kid? They call us homophobic. I'm not afraid of gay people. <laughs> right. right. I, I, what do you do? I just think children yeah. have a right to their mother and their father or a mother and a father. Right. Um, they, they could word it as your no. pro child. Yeah, that's yeah. So they, they re redefine everything. But um, but um, uh, maybe we'll we'll wrap up with this. Um, this is nothing new. OK, this 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 gradual um, dehumanization of political opponents or dissidents, those who dare stand against liberal orthodoxy or the liberal regime. Martin Niemöller, who was part of Bonhoeffer's Confessing Church in Germany, uh, right? So these were the pastors who mobilized against Hitler. Um, and Bonhoeffer, by the way, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, story that you should learn, he was actually, he was hung naked, um, murdered by the Nazis in April of 1945 because he was involved in a failed assassination attempt on Hitler. So him and others, the Valkyrie plot, they, they tried to murder Hitler. They failed. Bonhoeffer was charged for knowing about and being involved in the plot, um, and he was murdered. They hung him naked, um, huh? They hung him naked on April 9th, 1945 at Flossenburg Prison. Days later, the Allied troops would, would liberate that POW camp. Uh, Bonhoeffer is one of my personal heroes and one of the heroes of the 20th century and of the, of, during the Third Reich and, and the Nazi regime. Um, well, one of his friends, Martin Niemöller, another pastor, dude, another pastor, Martin Niemöller. And you're going to know this quote probably I'm about to say, but you might not know that it was attributed to him. Martin Niemöller, he woke up too late. In other words, he was one of these parents now who who kind of defends the gay stuff and the trans stuff and the abortion stuff. And, and they go, hey, live and let live, right? Live and let live, tolerance, let each person kind of live their own truth. Um, he, Martin Niemöller was like that for a little bit in, in Germany. He, he wasn't fully aware or awakened to the threat that Hitler represented. Um, and he kind of wanted to work with, the, you know, with um, the, the Third Reich. And he actually had a meeting with Hitler and others. Um, Maybe the Jews are a little to, dirty. Maybe he, the he Jews are a little dirty. Yeah, Let's give he, their own section of the town. Yeah, Martin E. Moeller, he 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 kind of gave some ground to some of the anti-Semitism a little bit, and then he woke up. He woke up and he realized, and he joined Bonhoeffer's Confessing Church. But it was too late. By the time he woke up, it was too late. He spent some time in a concentration camp. He survived the war. Okay, and later, after the war, he famously penned these words: First, they came for the socialists." And I did not speak up because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I did not speak up because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak up because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak up for me. Um, I told you earlier I was going to give you a truth bomb about the abortion pill and RU486. Um, we can dive down that whole rabbit hole another time. But here's a short truth bomb. And the reason I'm saying this is to say um, the liberal establishment and the abortion industry um, are not so far disconnected from the Nazis. Oh, um, yeah. And the same type of type of eugenics, eugenics philosophy, the abortion pill, RU486. Okay. RU486. The RU stands for Roussel Ukloff. Roussel Ukloff. It's a French company 
that invented the abortion pill. And then Bill Clinton brought it to America in the year 2000. Rusel Ukloff, R-U. That's, that's where the R-U comes from in the title of the abortion pill, R-U-486. Rusel Ukloff emerged um, from the breakup of a German chemical company. Uh, they're, sorry, they're, they're, Rusel Ukloff has a majority shareholder named Hoechst AG. It's a German company, Hoechst AG. I think it's H-O-E-S-C-H-T. Hoechst. Hoechst AG is the shareholder, majority shareholder of Rusel Ukloff. Hoechst AG emerged from the breakup of a German chemical company known uh -oh. as IG Farben. IG Farben is the company infamous for creating a cyanide gas known as Zyklon B. Zyklon B is the gas that was used to poison Jews in Nazi concentration camps. So Hoechst AG simply shifted from creating poison to murder Jews to creating the very poison to murder babies in the RU486 abortion pill. It's the same company that I, I could they do this pivoted. for an hour. I could do this with an hour for you and maybe we'll do it another time. But it, it, it doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist to recognize that the leftism, secular progressivism, humanism, whatever you want to call it, it is in the same intellectual, philosophical and political tradition as eugenics and the Nazis. Um, uh, I'm, and, you, and, I'm convinced. I scratched scratch yeah. the surface on Margaret Sanger, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. shit, oh yeah. shit, oh shit. We we are in big fucking trouble with her. What yeah. a mess. So the point is this: to connect it back to Jane Fonda, yeah, it, it does not make you a hysterical conspiracy theorist who's trying to rile people up into a frenzy to believe that that those who murder the unborn, you know what, they might also murder the born, and you know what, they they might actually take their revolutionary agenda against anyone who poses a threat to their political regime or stand against their agenda. Oh, the socialists will uh, stack bodies like cordwood. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, who's the best GOP presidential candidate to protect life? Yeah, uh -oh. great question. I mean, I'm a political pragmatist, and so like, I will vote for the GOP uh, candidate simply because they always are the only ones who stand a chance. <laughs> like I, I'm not going to split the vote, but if I could just pick, like if I could just like literally pick any of the people running um, is the strongest. Actually, I don't think, uh, I think Ted Cruz said he's not running this time, but um, in terms of like who I believe and I trust would probably make the abolition of abortion, their highest political priority, because if you don't get the right to life, right, you won't get any other rights, right. Mm -hmm. And so the longer we delay the protection of the unborn, the sooner our own rights will actually be forfeit as well. And that's, that's the truth bomb. Um, that's, I believe that. Um, but I, I would say uh, Ted Cruz has always taken the abolition of abortion pretty what seriously. What about Vivek? What about um, Vivek? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I've been following him. He's very smart. I think he speaks a little above the layperson's ability to understand him, but he's very sharp and bright. Um, I believe he's pro-life, but I don't know if I've heard enough uh, on like actually. Uh, so that's his, a deal breaker for you. His political solution. Um, <clears throat> well, you would never okay. vote for a pro, a, a pro-choice person ever, no matter what. So this is actually an interesting question. I, uh, if I had to, um, if I only had two choices, right? Because politics is the art of the is the art of the of possibles, right? Like, what's what are the possible solutions we have in a self governing republic? Like, you know, whoever the candidate is, let's say I don't like them, it's at the end of the day in twenty twenty four, it's going to be them or the Democrat candidate. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. Nominee. Uh, and so, like, I, I'm a realist. I'm a political pragmatist. And like, if I'm left with this really crappy choice, let's just say for for some reason we get this like like GOP nominee 
who's like super against big pharma, super for parental rights and education, right? All these great things. But then they're like pro-choice. Um, I'm going to vote for that person when the old, when the only other option is the Democrat nominee who's going to continue to push and to try to enshrine abortion law through point of birth, attack pro-lifers, let Merrick Garland, our attorney general, arrest pro-life sidewalk counselors, force yeah. religious institutions to fund abortion through subsidies through their health care plans. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to pick the crappy Republican who's going to do less damage than the absolute Marxist totalitarian Democrat nominee who's going to do way more damage. So just to like carry your thought experiment to like the conclusion you were looking for. um, No, I could vote for a pro-choice Republican when the only other solution is worse. Uh, But we're talking about like a really crappy situation, right? Where it's like really is the the less. Do those exist? Do, do, do pro, do Republicans exist who are pro-choice? Do those exist? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Plenty of pro-choice Republicans at the, at the state level. And even, even some, some many in the house of representatives at the federal level are pretty bad too um but largely the the party will tend to align against the radical left when needed and so like we can still get a lot of good done with uh the republican party even though i mean like i despise the gop and so much of so many republicans today are so spineless when it actually matters so i'm no like political hack you know i just want the best candidate um, but right now, I mean, uh, yeah, Ron DeSantis uh, is incredible. Uh, Trump, you got to give him credit. He overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, although um, I don't like what he was say- saying recently about how like DeSantis and some of the Republicans are, he said they're being too pro-life and it's going to hurt us at the ballot box. I didn't really like that statement. Uh, but you got to give the guy credit. Um, he overturned Roe v. Wade through his three Supreme Court nominees um, and they hate him. And we just arrested the political opposition. And we all know they would not have uh, done what they're doing to him if he uh, if he was not running. And uh, we had anyway. peace on and we had peace on earth when Trump uh, as president. So, anyways, we're we're going off on tangent now. But let yeah, me ask you uh, this: the, then. the best pro life candidate. Well, I mean, right now, um, I I think DeSantis is doing really good stuff, um, and he seems to be pretty unapologetic about. Um, even the 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 push for pro-life legislation in Florida that other other Republican governors around the country haven't gone as far as him. Um, so anyways, um, l- let me ask you this real quick. What happened to um, uh, do we know what happened to Biden and Obama in terms of the fact that they used to come out and say that they're against gay marriage and now they're. They're, now they're letting trannies dance naked on the lawn at the White House. Oh, uh, good for it, you. You've seen those clips, huh? Yeah, we have. I don't, I don't understand of, how they how they yep. change so much without. Like, we have clips. I mean, I've of changed Obama. a lot too, but why don't they? We have um, clips of Biden. We yeah. have clips of both Clintons. Yeah, we have clips of Chuck Schumer. We have clips of Nancy Pelosi. We have we have old clips of all these people saying that marriage is a union between one man and one woman. That why did they decided. change? They got because enlightened. They or? wake up every morning. They walk outside. They lick their finger. They stick it up into the oh, air. Can't and they see be which, that. And they see which way the wind is blowing. Now, no I shit. believe. You think it's just like that? You oh, don't think they've evolved? Absolutely. You don't think he's just no, like, hey. Money, power, hungry, grubbing politicians. Now, there is a breed of politician. We all know these kind of people um, who are true revolutionary, authentic um, activists, meaning like they have deep convictions. They're very wrong and dangerous. Who am I talking about? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm talking about, um, actually, actually, I think AOC. Um, I think she's a true revolutionary. I think she actually believes the, the crap that she's spouting and selling. Um, 
the the squad which is crazy because she doesn't members, say you know, anything the, remember the squad members yeah, of the squad yeah, um yeah what, what were their names anyways all all those uh, dumb and dumber um, can't yeah, say exactly. anything yeah <laughs> so there are some politicians who i believe have really deep convictions and they're they're actually they're very dangerous actually um but then there's the kind of politician that that really just goes whichever way the wind blows they want power they want money they want influence they want respect they want to be famous uh, joe biden has wanted to be president since he was a fetus i'm convinced i mean the the guy was one of the youngest members to enter the senate i think it was like 30 or 31 you, did you know he's been in american politics for 50 years did you know that he's been he's yeah. been in the, he's i mean Jeez, Louise, the guy has wanted to be president his entire life. Now he is. Why would he give that up or step aside even when he has obvious dementia and should just be enjoying his last few years with his family? Why? Because he's wanted to be president his entire life. He wants power. So, yeah, a lot of politicians, I, I, I think Americans kind of have to like realize this and wake up to this. Like a lot of the Democrat politicians that they really love and respect and are almost like saints to them. Like you remember the, the the religious veneration that Obama received for so many years. Um, many of them are just power hungry, money grubbing politicians. Um, and those clips kind of prove that, don't they? The Internet's forever. Thank you, Internet. It's like here they are sounding like a conservative Christian. Um, fast forward. Here they are looking like a Marxist revolutionary. Who yeah, I don't know what happened. Marriage. I wish they would explain. I would, if they could explain their evolution of thought, it would be helpful. Like, hey, well, and they never will, right? Because because then then they'd have to be admitting I change my political opinions based off of where the culture is going, so I can keep getting uh, votes and keep getting my campaign funded. <laughs> you know. So. Hey, anyway, dude, th thank you. Here, but thank you. Yeah, you're all you're always you're always welcome on the show. As soon as the algorithm, you just set me back two years, and um, I'll have you back Thanks, on again. Evan. Well, you're very kind, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for reaching out. We'll, you're a we'll, wonderful we'll mind. You have wonderful clarity. Um, you're you're a wonderful mind. Yeah, well, thank the, you. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy our conversations, and maybe we'll do it in person one day when I'm in California. But I'll I'll send you the um. I'll send you this historical fa undisputed historical facts of the resurrection. And then if you ever want to just like pick the brain of someone and challenge someone and play devil's advocate and push and argue with a, with a friend of mine, whose entire career in ministry is to defend Christianity. Um, just text me and I'll make an intro and they'd love to come on, but I appreciate your clarity and your honesty and your hunger for the truth. And so thank awesome. You for Thanks dude. Me on. Means a lot to me. All right, go have fun skating. All right, brother. Yeah, you know, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, fucking Trish. I saw what you said in there. Dig that shit out. Trish, who do you want me to have on? Uh, Heidi uh, uh, Heidi will be sending birthday nudes. No, not that. He only has people on from the hard right. Who who do you want me to have on? What, what lefty fucker do you want me to have on to tell me? Send me a DM. Send me their Instagram account. I I'm he I love him. He was on he was a little on fire today. It was a little much for me to handle today, but because uh, I want I wanted to like direct the conversation more. But he's so I I really enjoy listening to him. I he's just such a clear thinker. I don't I, I but I can't make the leap with him to faith to 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 what he calls faith. I can make the leap to my own faith. I don't need to. Uh, the, the, I don't. None of that stuff matters to me that they found jesus's tomb or none that that none or, or or um i see what he's trying to do uh the iphone thing but but i but I, it's it doesn't work that doesn't work on me so what so what if they, they this 100 people saw him 
when I had long hair and I was 20, people thought I was Jesus. They'd be like, oh, again, what the fuck? Um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do now. They did not find Jesus' tomb. Oh, well, he says they did. But either way, like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, that that's not the, um, that that's not a, uh, th that does nothing to me. That does nothing for me. Uh, Renata Novantana. Uh, who will have Dave on first? Sevon or, or uh, Togginly Fitness? Well, I don't, who gave I appreciate the question. I was going to say something mean, but I respect you. I feel like a king right now. I'm so excited. I was so, I was so excited about that show um, yesterday. I'm so excited about Friday's show. I'm going to go look at the numbers right now. Jerk myself off a little bit. On yesterday's show I did with uh, John Young and Tyler Watkins and who else was on there? Someone. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. This show has already been flagged. <laughs> of course it has been. We didn't even say anything crazy. Do you guys, does anyone think we said anything crazy? Yeah, wow. Yesterday's show is massive already. What a title. Dave is back and all of a sudden everyone wants to listen. Oh my goodness. I I did listen to, I, I listened to that. Uh, did you guys listen to that around the horn show? Um, uh, Lauren Khalil has a show on Talking Elite Fitness where there were a bunch of people on it and it was Kotler and um, Khalifa and um, that dude that she always does stuff with the blonde haired dude, big dude, I can't remember his name and uh, there was someone else on there Tim Paulson so Tim Paulson, uh, Jason another morning chalk up guy and, and Justin Kotler, I thought that was pretty good Thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. The whole different perspectives. It was interesting. Kotler's perspective, like because he's got just like he's pretty myopic. He's got the myopic, myopic. He's got the uh, you know the hundred foot view. And then Jason, no, Jason's done it all. He's been the affiliate relationship owner with Dave, the athlete with Dave, just all, all the different relationships with Dave. And uh, Jason added some good perspective to it, dude. Jason and Dave have had a fucking tumultuous relationship. Well, what's crazy too is Lauren asked all three of those guys the question, like, what do you think about what's going on? And didn't ask Jason. And then Jason came circled back and answered. He's like, hold on, I want to answer that shit. And he's the most knowledgeable out of the bunch. It was cool to hear what Tim and Kotler and the other dude said. But um uh, uh um Jason's was the most relevant. And and they almost fucked up and um they almost fucked up and didn't ask Jason. That would have been a huge mistake. Good good on Jason for circling back and adding like a really big, uh, big view. That was important. And um, then I watched the show, the show later, by the way, which I, I, which I recommend that first show. I do not recommend the show with uh, Lauren and Tommy and Sean and Brian after that show was fucking horrible. Absolutely horrible. My goodness. Uh, I, I don't like talk. I don't like talk. Um, there was this it, where you just accept uh, presuppositions. 
I think it was Lorm just kept hammering the point of, of all of these presuppositions about Dave that maybe he was closed minded or didn't accept change or wasn't open to feedback or all this shit over and over and over without giving us one fucking example. At some point, it just becomes slander. It's that woke fucking morning talk up shit. Hey, dude, don't tell me someone's an asshole. Tell me that they fucking threw a rock through a fucking window of a pregnant woman's house. Like, like I need to know. God, that show was horrible. That was the ass show. My God, that was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for Brian. I was embarrassed for all of them. I was embarrassed. They're all, they're all, when, when those four are in their portals of where they should exist in, in their capabilities, they're fucking all superstars. Tommy, Sean, Lauren, and Brian. But man, that show was fucking an embarrassment. That was horrible. They should pull that show down, a matter of fact. I wonder how many views that has. That is a mess. But the one with Jason, Lauren's great at just asking questions and pushing the show forward. I like that. Ask questions, push the show forward. And Brian needs to be in a place where he can talk. Let Brian talk for a fun. Like, he can't be in there sharing his opinion with those other guys. So those guys. Just the fucking let Brian talk. Brian's great at talking. Just give him fucking, he needs windows segments to talk for like three to five minutes at a time. So anyway, that I, I think I'm spot on with that. Don't don't make me accept premises. I need examples. Dave was closed-minded. He got feedback from 32 athletes and blah, blah, blah. And then he and he didn't we they told him they, they didn't want the climbing wall and he still put it in there. And so then we as the viewer can be like, okay, he's listening or fuck the athletes. Like we can decide. I don't need someone to tell me that he's closed-minded. Fucking insanity. It's just, it's just shitty reporting. It's not even reporting. It's like almost like, hey, dude, you guys already – Lauren already hit it out of the park with fucking Paulson, Kalipa, Kotler, and the other dude. Like why did you guys even go on? Ding-dongs. Uh, Trish, I love Hiller, but I don't think that CrossFit is looking directly at him. I think there's a sea change that is inevitable. Anyone with above-average intelligence knew that thing had to circle back. Uh, Hiller's been kind of beating that drum for two years, though, since he came, or a year, since he, uh, since he came on the scene. Making connections to videos he made that he thinks have affected change. At first, I thought it was kind of weird. Now, I, I'm used to it now. First, I was like, geez. You really want credit for that. But but now I just, I, I accept it. I think it's it's fun. It's funny. I don't agree with this. Uh, Tommy and Sean need to get the fuck out and let Lauren and Brian run the show. I, I think that, that Tommy – I think Lauren and Brian could, could, should do their – I think they would do a great show. She asked questions, and he just pushed forward, and she just kept pressing forward. And and I and I like I, I like all this stuff. I, I think Tommy and Sean do great also. But just the four of them together yesterday was just atrocious. Fucking atrocious. There's a point there where, where Sean was talking about fucking uh, Justin's uh, vision and not sure if Dave has vision as a cohesive, as a, the, the, the games being a cohesive unit with the rest of the company and being able to work well with the rest of the company. I was like, holy shit, dude. They'd give a fucking example of why you think that. 
Uh, Sevon's chat proves that there was more organic grassroots frustration building up over the past three years. I, um, watch the one, uh, Allison, if you're going to watch one, watch the one with Lauren, uh, interviewing the four, uh, people that was that one was actually good. Even though Kotler got under my skin, like I, 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 I like him. Like it was, a, it was a, you know, he's a, he's adding a perspective to it. I don't, and, and I have my own bias too. I don't give so much of a fuck about the, like the athletes and the way these other people do, or, or the concern about like people being notified or important comms. I don't give a fuck. Like I watch UFC and they're not like telling me before the event that they change the size of the ring or which they do, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or that, that all of a sudden the monster energy drink logo is on the bottom and it's green. And they should have told the athletes that because some athletes have an aversion to green and just shit, like fuck off Get the fuck out there and run. That's like, it's more how I feel. And I, and I like, I don't watch the weigh-ins if it's not um, Dana White doing it. And I just want Dave to go out there and just be Dave. And I know he cares like a lot. Justin probably cared a lot too. And I know Adrian cares a lot. Like they don't take this thing. And so I just want to just see him go out there and just be a dick and get shit done. Get in the gate. Close the gate. Three, two, one, go. I don't know what this means, Gazan, but I love Gazan. So, uh, uh, Cornholio, um, uh, I, I continued to watch to see how bad it would get. Not disappointed. Yeah, it was it was a train wreck. It was actually a little bit embarrassing for me to watch, especially because they hit that first one out of the park. But maybe just a bad show. Maybe just like, hey, you guys had one bad show. The, the, and, you know, the thing is, too, is is like everyone has their own thing, right? Like clearly uh, Hamilton Road and Talking Elite Fitness want to be organized. Like the, they're, they're going for a certain look. They want to be organized. Brian Spin wants to be fast, right? So if you want like – you go to go to Instagram, go to Barbell Spin, to open it up and click the bell and, and do instant notifications. He's that's the account you want immediate information from because he's he's he knows everyone and everything and he's gonna be getting information too fast. Um, uh, Talking Elite Fitness is um, uh, organized, clean uh, interviews, like more of that ESPN look. Um, uh, uh, Brian, we'll see. I guess we'll see what Brian a friend is going to be doing, but his is just, just like analysis, like just reading his shit is just analysis. Morning chalk up, who the fuck? It's just schlock. Uh, CrossFit Games Media is just like, fuck, can I keep my job? Like everyone has their spot, right? And so, Morning chalk up or uh, Talking Link Fitness isn't it, the, those those people there aren't designed to speculate. That's the Sevon Matosian show, that's the Sevon podcast. So you got Sean and Tommy and Lauren and Brian's a little more flexible, but they kind of got their notes up in the air. They're the journalists, and and, and they must do the adequate uh, investigating and curating and aggregating and vetting of the and, and so they were putting they put themselves in a situation where they couldn't succeed, like just like you know like me and John and uh, who else was on the show? Me, John, Tyler. Souza, like we're fucking, we're made to speculate and talk shit and throw shit. We're monkeys. Those guys aren't. They have their collared shirts on and stuff. They're very 
I guess, or correspondents in Eastern Europe are. So they, they, they were just out of their lane. I think that's what happened. So that was it. They got out of their lane. They got excited. They wanted to do a show. They, they got out of their lane and, I guess they could they, they could learn they could they could drop their the the rules that they put up about themselves and kind of you know get a little get uh, have a little more fun. I don't know if that spends any of their equity though, right? Their the equity that they're trying to build of being whatever image they're trying to give off. Then if they start doing the speculation shit, um, I don't know. It was pretty funny that they kind of had that rule. They they started the. There was like some show like we don't know what's going on and we shouldn't speculate and then speculate. Oh, shit. Uh, Seth already sent me the 12 facts that prove the resurrection. Yeah, I, I, this none of this, uh, this doesn't prove anything to me. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a whirl, though. I appreciate him sending it to me. Sunday became the primary day of worship. How is that one of the facts that prove the resurrection? Tomb was empty a few days later. Oh really? Oh really, Trish? Oh really? It's like that. Oh, now you're back in the game. I don't trust his facts after he presented a misunderstanding as fact. Oh, uh, Seth. Dude, he's a lot of information. He's a he's a, a, a hose, a big fire hose of information. I'm I'm ready to be converted. Christian Kettler, there's no selfie with Jesus on the cross. I wanted to ask him some other shit. Like, did like how what was Jesus like as a kid? Do you think he ever like cock swab someone's shit? Like, you know what I mean, as a joke or like, you know, never. He never cock swabbed. Oh, Darwin never recanted his work. I started to look that up. You, you, is that true? I started to look that up. Recanted. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Well said, Clock. He didn't present it as fact. <laughs> Trish has really uh, changed his sentiment, his behavior. Trish must be off his meds. He's acting like a dude now. He used to act like an old lady. Uh, Travis, there's a show on uh, Talking Elite Fitness. I can pull it. I can show you. Hold on. With uh, that Lauren Khalil um, posted, it's fucking good. I I liked it. I I, what's great. I I didn't like it, and that's why I liked it. Like when I watched, it, I was getting all fucking pissed, pissed and shit. But it actually is a good show. Um, and and when I reflect on it, when I reflect on it, uh, this one here, uh, Dave Castro replaces. Uh, oh, that's the guy. What's that guy's name? Oh, Dex, Dex Hopkins. Uh, this show with uh, uh, 19 hours to go watch. This show, I, I if you want to fucking revisit Morning Chalk Up Schlock, watch this. 
TEF252. That is just horrible. But this show is good. This Dave Castro replaces Justin Berg as new leader of excuse me, as new leader of CrossFit Sports Team. Oh man, I didn't want to get started again talking about why that show is so fucked up. Can stand presuppositions. I can't stand you telling me bad stuff about someone without telling me what they did. She sound like an asshole. Uh, Bailey Walker. He presents self-serving facts, but ignores facts that are against his point. He just talks confidently, so people think he must be telling the truth. He hasn't very. I, I don't know if the, he. It's interesting you say that. I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with you there, but he has a veneer about him that's very interesting. I can't. I. I. I, uh, I have lots of thoughts on it about his veneer. What? How he presents. It's, he's he's a fascinating person. I should do a show where I don't talk about abortion at all and just ask him about him. He's a he's a fascinating human being. Huge influence from his mom. I remember in the first show he talked about that. Well, this is some shallow shit. I'll watch Amanda Hari's video instead. She's a lot more pretty to look at. Who than me? What you talking about? Uh, Allison NYC, interesting equals obnoxious, the smiling and laughing. That might be a protection mechanism because he's just bombed so much. I mean, he, I mean, he, that dude wakes up in the morning, just steps into the fucking crossfire, right? Dude, the, his favorite topics are where you were before you were born, where you go after you die and killing babies. I don't know if favorite's the right word, but he's an expert in those things. He's, he's rehearsed polished in those in that discussion and it's a that's a that's a fuck that's a fuck ton to take on I just come over here and hang out with you guys wait for Hiller to come on and save the show dude if you really are trying by the way that's a Dr. Ruth Westheimer in uh, Sevon's Therapist's picture who I uh, was a huge fan of as a young man. I loved listening to her show. Um, I used to listen to it. I used to bring a radio into my bed. She was on an AM radio station, and I would listen to it. I'm drunk and naked, and it's only 11 a.m. Oh, what's, I like that Dex dude. Dex is hard to take. I liked him. I like him. I'm glad we agreed. Collar is a giant pussy. I'm not agreeing with that. I'm not agreeing with that. Hey, listen. He he I don't I don't know. Why can't you just I mean, dude, I'm a fucking Dave loyalist to the fucking like nth degree. But uh I I, I respect the fact that he's um he's he's singularly focused on Ooh, ripe. <sighs> ooh, that was intense. Uh, I appreciate the fact he's singularly focused on uh, protecting his athletes, what he thinks is best for his athletes, even though he's wrong. He's wrong. On, it, it, what is it, Dave is what's best for them. If you want the sport to grow, Dave's the guy, I'm telling you. There's no doubt. Uh, Seth is unapologetically anti-abortion. Why can't he just be – why does it have to be anti-abortion? 
It's not something that I'm used to seeing. I admire his commitment. Uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, I, I'm not used to seeing it either. And it's cool because it's something that people don't want to talk about. Hey, if someone's like completely pro-abortion, like like they're full baby killer and they want to come on the show, I'll, I'd be more than happy to have them come on the show, by the way. Isn't it crazy? Like you would think that if you were pro-life, that it's a valid thought to want to kill pro-choicers because they kill babies. You think it's valid? Like if someone was like, hey, this uh, this year I'm going to kill 800,000 babies in the United States, you would think, well, I got to kill that person, right? But for some reason, it's not like that. It's the other way around. It's the people who are killing the 800,000 babies that are willing to kill the people who are trying to stop it. It's because Why? Because they're killers. That's what they do. That's how they handle shit. It's fascinating. I do not, uh, I, do, for, I don't scratch my butt. I never scratched the Cheerio. But if I did, I probably would smell my finger. That's true. Trish. Oh, Trish. I admire the Taliban's commitment to their values. Wow. Wow. I see what you did there. Okay. So you think, you think, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be good. This is a, a caller we've never had before. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me, I don't have the phone hooked up. Oh, good. How are you? You were I was listening to a piece of content this morning uh -huh. where one of the panelists mm -hmm. was saying they think it's a step backward for the CrossFit scene because Dave is so alienating and has iced out so many people that his presence coming back could continue to alienate some of the people closest to CrossFit the way that he would you know, play favorites, perhaps. I was wondering what you thought about Dave's communication, how it would affect uh, the next chapter or if he's going to do anything different and the way that he interacts with the athletes and um, police. Uh, it will alienate. I, I would love an example of that, but it will alienate people who want to sit around and talk about um, things that are just complete horseshit. Like, and, and it will uh, invigorate and attract people who want to work hard and grow the sport. And that is, that is a, uh, not just my opinion. That's fact. I've Oh, you hung up on me. I've seen that. People who want to work hard and get shit done, people who want to get back on ESPN, get back to the road to the games, get back to the behind the scenes, get back to the Netflix big exposure for the movies. Those are the people who are going to be attracted to Dave because they know shit gets done. People who want to be proud of crowning the fittest, they want to be able to stand behind the brand because they know it's fucking strong. The people who know that CrossFit makes the strongest mamas and papas in the world, that it's good for your kids, that it's a place for families. Those are the people he's going to fucking attract. It's, it's, he's going he's gonna to reinvigorate. The people, that, the people that get alienated by that, who cares? Um, it's not, he's not going to make a stand on uh, fucking abortion. Um, uh, and people who get alienated by the fact that he has a TDC hunts, um, uh, Instagram account where, um, he, he shoots guns, like, fuck those people. Who cares? Does not matter. 
that and and, and hey that's going to be the that's what's going to be so valuable about him there's going to be think he is he is going to be able to distinguish between what's important and what's not to move the for, sport forward he's not going to be spread be like i'm listening to you oh well, thank you if he does do that i cannot picture dave doing that but if he does try to do that pick up that man at some point the leadership's going to have to decide do they want this thing to fucking explode like the ufc has with a strong fucking leader or do they want to pussyfoot around and try to appease everyone? You you, you can't do it. You're, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna be able to do that. You're gonna just fucking fumble the ball. He he's gonna stand for some shit, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be integrity and honesty. And whether you it's gonna be the kind of thing. It's like whether you like him or not, you're gonna be like, well, there's integrity and honesty. And you're gonna see that transcends your concern whether the fucking sled should have been two hundred pounds or one hundred pounds. Or whether the girls should have gone first in the final heat, or the men should have gone. You're gonna, or whether there's enough fucking Hispanics in there, or fucking enough, uh, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. The people who really give a shit aren't gonna care about that. They're gonna be like, wow, he has integrity and values, and we know what's going on. Dave is very black and white. There will be no question or confusion about his vision and direction. Exactly what CF fucking needs, and they became the next Titanic submarine. Yeah, that is. There won't be any confusion. You're right. He's not going to try to be like, okay, I'm going to try to fit everyone in here and then fucking every, and then it'd be fucking the whole thing fall apart. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be, it's going to, I'm guessing, I'm guessing if it's the old Dave, maybe he got soft and turned into a pussy or maybe he's um, uh, going to be like pushed around by those, by corporate douchebags. Who knows? But I think at the end of the day, whoever bought the company is like realizing, oh, fuck. We're going to have to fucking buckle down and take the UFC route. This isn't, um, this isn't going to go the way of, uh, the NBA or the NFL where you can just straight fucking be racist fucking pieces of shit and, and it succeed. It's not going to, the cross is not going to work like that. It, it, it's too, it's too little. It's too, it's, it's, it's going to need, it's going to need, it still needs to be, um, it can sink still. It can still go under. It can go away. I know some people don't think it can, but it can. And especially with the fucking way the economy is right now, the economy is fucked. The economy is fucked. I'm very curious what's going to happen with sponsorship. There is something very, 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 very important that you guys either know or should know. They have to have a fucking clothing sponsor. They have to have a Reebok or a Nike or a Noble. They have to or else the whole thing changes o overnight. And with Noble fucking circling the bull, Noble, 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 <laughs> with Noble uh, circling the bull, uh, man, the, the games will be a weird fucking creature. Uh, Tier? Tier's a mom and pop company. I think Tier's like a $30 million company. But man, someone's got to be able to print all those shirts. Someone get the shoes. Someone's got to have the infrastructure in place to uh, to get all that 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 clothing shit and all that shit organized. Born primitive, hmm? born primitive clothes to your shoes. Victos, Victos. That's the thing. You're concerned about the influence of private equity. Yeah, they're gonna have to sack it up. They're going to have to be like, 
if, if they don't sack it up, they're gonna fucking lose it. They're gonna have to fucking sack it up and be like, okay, we're gonna let the seal run this shit. And then Dave's gonna have to have the balls to do it, to try to not to 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 pussyfoot around. He's gonna have to have the balls to do it, and they're gonna have to let him do it. He's gonna have to tell people to fuck off and stuff. That will galvanize. That will galvanize the base. The majority of people want that. I'm telling you. The majority of people want that. And and and, and the truth is, is what the athletes say and their coaches say is the least irrelevant, least important. Absolutely least, least. It's like it's it's like that dumb shit. Uh, when people say, "Uh, safety first. Our our biggest priority is safety." Like, what? Event number one at the CrossFit Games, the cotton ball toss. In this event, we have chosen cotton balls so that no one will get hurt. It's like just, yeah, they won't do any idiot talk like that. Yeah, when when we push human, uh, we, we're not trying to hurt anyone, but when we push human beings to their absolute fucking limit, the chances of people getting hurt uh, increase. I mean, Greg said that. You, uh, you increase uh, cardiovascular uh, capacity and you uh, are automatically putting yourself in risk of orthopedic calamity. Yeah, cock and ball toss. I like that. Cock and balls. And so, and so you're going to have the CrossFit Games and you're going to have fucking uh, uh, the, the, the PZFZ, uh, that thing that, um, um, not Fraser, who's the other F guy? Fikowski is in charge of. He's like, well, we're concerned that the uh, net is too high. Shut the fuck up and get over the net. I don't think I don't think Fikowski really said that. By the way, I'm just like that. That we need just we just need Dave. Like, hey, this is this is what, you don't want to do this event. Don't do this event. And then and then and then the thing like that happened to Pat uh, uh, Pat Pat Panchik Pat Panchik Scott Panchik. He wanted the fucking ropes cut and they didn't cut the ropes. I think Dave would have just told him, cut the fucking ropes. Dave's the kind of person when 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 we're about to go live on ESPN and something's not right, he's like, no, this is going to be right. So, Pat Panchik, yeah, Scott Panchik, Scott Saxon and Spencer. No help today, huh? hanging out to see if I get any help I guess someone called and hung up got disconnected you know who's coming on tomorrow Greg Glassman's coming on tomorrow oh Greggy I think Greg's gonna start coming on once a week oh Nelly yeah it'll be fun I wanna beg oh, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I'll see if uh I'll text Dave as soon as this is over and see if he'll come on the show Friday. The Friday evening CrossFit Games update show. See if he'll come on. Not for long. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. that, that Colton. Colton rolling in that uh, paper uh, street dough. Yeah. I want to know. I want to. Yeah. Like ask Colton what he thinks about Dave coming back. He probably gives two fucks because he just wants to win. And, and at the end of the day, that's that's the sentiment.
fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, Before I go, I'm going to play this. Here we go. I don't know if I've played this before, but I had a bunch of clips ready for the Seth Gruber show, but fucking Seth, Seth monopolized the time. Here we go. And the lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen, I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. Just landed, and yeah. the lanyard's still on. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. Hey, Travis, uh, Travis. Oh, at Vindicate. I, I need to call Travis. You know, you guys, uh, Travis made this um, this backdrop for me. Oh, shit. Why, why? How do I make it so you guys can see what's in the background? What button do I push here? Yeah, that's good, right? Oi, oi, oi. How about this one? Eh, eh. I wonder if I stop playing the banner. How's it? Oh, shit. I need, it, I need it so you can see the sponsors. I need it so you can see Paper Street Coffee and uh, California Peptides. Um, Will peptides work for back pain? Dude, they have peptides for everything. I'm going to have a peptides expert on uh, very soon. And he's going to come on. Him and Hiller are going to come on, and we're going to talk about peptides. And that website supposedly is up, California Peptides. You can just go on there and order peptides. CalCAPeptides.com. Oh, yeah, shit. It's up. Here. Here we go. They got peptides for fucking everything. Look at it. That's the one I, I need to take, BPC-157. Hiller said he would help me inject that on air. Available on subscription. You can subscribe to it. This is crazy. Yeah, just start researching peptides. I'll have an expert on, and then you just go to this website. Here, I'll put the link in the um, in the chat. Order away. I think if you use code word seven, you get free shipping. I don't know if that's true, but I, I think it's true. And I don't know. I, I'm sure there's one that's for your back. You can buy one time or you can subscribe. Oh, here we go. Uh, Mike Poolboy, I use peptides for my giant cock syndrome. It helps shrink it to a normal size. Thank God for California hormones. There you go. It's CA peptides. Dot com. Why is that girl laughing and smiling at that guy? What does she know? That's a trippy photo, right? No doctor required for peptides. Why can't they be in pill form? I think I, I think that there are. Uh, no, you're right. Liquid. Here's some powder. Hey Ken, why can't you snort them? <laughs> Why can't I snort it? They have 25 uh, peptides. 
Sort by price. I just want the most expensive one. I want that one, whatever that is. Yeah, Hiller said that if I shot that shit into my fucking bicep, it would help. That whatever that veiny that 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 wire is, that tendon, that ligament. Do you know how many times I've said it's my fucking bicep, and people keep fucking sending me DMs saying, "Hey, I can help you fix your elbow." Listen, you jerk offs, it's not my fucking elbow. Never said it was my elbow. Okay, so we saw Kanye, what he thinks about abortion. He doesn't like, uh, he specifically doesn't like um, black babies dying. Um, I wanted to ask him what the profile is of an abortion doctor, if there's like a, uh, there's a profile for it. All right. Oh, shit. Uh, Bailey Walker, I listen every day and literally just thought it was your elbow. Okay, okay, fine. I'm a bad communicator. I apologize. When I'm, I've been bitching, been a whiny little bitch about my bicep, not my elbow. And I apologize for those of you who were praying for my elbow. Please, no wonder my elbow's been feeling so good. Oh, shit. Here we go. Bicep bone connected to the elbow bone. Get the fuck out of here with that, Eric. No, no bicep tear. Well, maybe. Lowering. I was lowering a 70-pound dumbbell. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. Thank you. Hiller was the elbow. Sevon was the bicep. Yeah. That, the truth. Sevy saw a doctor and they told him to drink canola oil. That is the truth. All right. I'm feeling my nipples. That means I got to go. Uh, oh, jiu-jitsu instructors here. All right. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. Unless something crazy happens today. Right? Like, what if someone else gets fired? Then I'll, then I'll see you very soon. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>